Joe Dirt turned out to be more of a beautiful loser than Jack and Josh could handle. So now all they're seeing is pixels. This is Truly Happily Madison. Um, hit the theme. Hi. It's uh, you, Josh. Good to see you, Jackin. How are you doing? Uh, I'm alright. Did you enjoy my little impression of the world's most famous Japanese-Italian, then? Uh, uh, the creator it's, of Pac-Man? It's uh, you, Josh. Oh, that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I've made a cake for you. Hmm. Wait, that's wrong. Oh, I no. get it, because it's like video games. Yeah! Fuck. Um... That was for for those uninitiated. Yeah, that was that was Mario. Oh, Mario! Mario, Mario! Do you know, funny thing, right? Here's some trivia. They made <laughs> they made another character, right? Called Luigi. Like, no, he's like a big fat Mario, and people are like, "Oh, who's this Wario guy?" But did you know that if you flip M? Upside what, what down, it's you <laughs> and that's how they get the name Wario. Some... Wait, wait, you said who's this Wario guy? Yeah, Wario, Fat and, Mario. Yeah, but you started like, and then you said if you turn upside down, <laughs> yeah, then you get Wario. So, but, but people what came first. I'm saying, like, who's this Wario was guy? Mario, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, down. they were like, no. So, I'm from the perspective of fans. They were like, oh, Mario, but look, there's this guy, Wario. How did they get there? But listeners, pro tip, if you turn an M upside down, it turns into a W. Like Wario. And if you turn an L upside down, it you turns get... into a wow. Yeah, so that's some top trivia <laughs> how, for you listeners. How are you, Josh? I'm fine, man. Football didn't come home. Ate some bad beans. I've been ill. It's all been good. How about you? Um, yeah, but, uh, well, um... I ate a lot of chicken and ramen on the weekend. Like that was that was me. Oh, that's nice. Um, uh, yeah, and I watched a movie this this weekend. I watched a movie as well. What did you watch? Well, let me just tell you that each week your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. So I watched Pixels. Oh shit, me too. <laughs> but. We're not alone in this. <gasps> We're not. A ghost, not like a, like a Pac-Man ghost. Ah, oh, like um, like a mini ghost. Like a mini ghost, like a like a product placement ghost. <laughs> like a like a like a um, uh, yeah, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like yeah. a like a games writer Jamie Levitt. Yay! Hello. E- eating a flashing pellet. Oh, well, that was that was a very nice, very sweet introduction. It's yeah. uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. Oh, thank you, buddy. Well, I watched Pixels quite recently, um, <laughs> and I don't know if I'll be doing this again. 
<laughs> what, doing the pixels show again or... or watching pixels? Yeah. Well, this could be a lot of things. It's made me <laughs> feel. I mean, I'd... yeah, we'll get we'll get into it, but uh, yeah, we'll it made it, me yeah. feel it made me feel uncomfortable, um, a little bit ashamed. It's a lot of a lot of feelings. Yeah, like having a wank in a swimming pool, or like fucking Cuba. Oh, oh no! Fuck. See, I was see. I thought we were going to gradually work up to that. I thought that was going to be the <sighs> yeah. That was going to be the cum shot. No, we jump right in and oh fuck God. Cuba. Uh, <laughs> pixels, man. Pixels, pixels. This is uh, this guys. This is the last theatrically released. Oh shit! It is uh, Happy Madison movie. It's been a long <laughs> day with you, my friends. Etc. For for this for this uh, title, Josh, do you do you have a uh, IMDb plot synopsis? I do. It's quite long, so All strap right. in, strap it's, in, it's, and strap on. It's a long movie, isn't it? It's quite. It's, hun- it's hundred and six minutes. It Too felt long. very long. It definitely mm. felt long when you split it into three viewings. <laughs> God, <laughs> I did it in one, so that's Ooh. better. Look at me! I did it in one once when I saw it at the cinema in 3D. Cinema, fuck. I also did it in one because I, I thought that was a requirement of the show. That I had to, <laughs> you I had would to think. watch it start to finish, but yeah, sounds like I didn't need to do that. Could have spread the pain over multiple sessions. The idea of trying to uh, subject like yourself to Joda to Beautiful Loser in one sitting is is an offence to mankind, to be honest. Mm. Well, yeah, I nearly did the same thing I was going to do last week and just not watch it because I was like, I've seen this before. I could probably remember it. And then as I watched it, I was like, oh, no, I've forgotten all this terrible, terrible shit. Do you know know what really annoyed Uh, me? What? I couldn't track down an affordable copy of the 3D (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray. Is it like like an ancient rune impossible to find i found one that is in a giant pac-man <laughs> that no. costs 128 pounds no and oh, oh. christopher columbus just loves merch it would have been good oh. i should have got it really do you want to hear what the we could have about? given it away as a no we wouldn't no no it's too much German. Money for that of course it is um uh, yeah, what's what's the plot synopsis of Pixels? Or as it's known in some territories, Pixels the movie. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, that that think... implies that there's an existing Pixels property. I mean, we'll get to that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that. Um, yeah, bear in mind, I haven't read this through. I've just realised the first sentence. Yeah, anyway. In 1982, the boy Sam Brenner disputes the World Video Game Arcade Championship and loses the title to Eddie the Fire Blaster Plant playing Donkey Kong. This defeat affects his life, and in the present days, Brenner is an installer of audio and video systems. His best friend, Will Cooper, is the President of the United States. Brenner is installing a system at the house of Violet Van Patten, who has just divorced, for her son Matty. Out of the blue, he is summoned to the White House, and he finds that Violet is a military that works there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Soon, he learns that an American base was attacked by aliens. When he meets his friend Ludlow, the wonder kid Lamansov, he discovers that the aliens have found a time capsule sent by the US government to the space with a video cassette or video game and understood that it was a declaration of war. The aliens broadcast a challenge to Earth to play and win a video game against them, otherwise Earth will be destroyed. Now, the last hope on Earth is Brenner, Cooper, Ludlow, Violet... And Eddie. Written by Claudio C. We've definitely had one from Claudio before. Yeah, it could be. Probably Claudio think. sounds familiar. Oh, God. There's a lot of plot there and, and none. <laughs> also at the same time, it's fine. Oh, the boy Sam Brenner. What a lad. Do you think Claudio listens to the show? <laughs> could do. Like, if, if, if Claudio has multiple Happy Madison synopses, then it's not mm. outside the realms of possibility that he is a listener. That's true. So let's do some stats. Mm. This is um, directed by Chris, Chris Columbus. Yeah. This is um, Chris Columbus's first and only Happy Madison production. Of course, best known for directing the, the Home Alone movies. Yeah. Um, writing uh, the first Gremlins movie yeah. and uh, little things called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah. Who is he? No pretty, one knows. Bi- pretty big deal. He also is a little bit known for discovering America. Well, that's um, true. <laughs> In 1492. Yeah, the name of his production company. The name company. of his production company. <laughs> um... Uh, Chris Columbus originally um, signed on well he originally met with Adam Sandler to direct a remake of a Korean film called Hello Ghost oh I remember that one Hello Ghost (laughs) Hello Ghost I still want to see that it's um, it's about it's a comedy about a guy constantly committing suicide uh, trying to at least and um he sees some ghosts after after a while. It's essentially the Ricky Gervais movie Ghost Town. Oh fuck! <laughs> um, um, but instead, he decided, uh, you know what? We're going to do pixels. <laughs> what a good choice! Yeah, well, the, obvi- the obvious next choice <laughs> after after the ghost film. <laughs> nice pixels. We'll do pixels, um, and. As I was saying, uh, Pixels is uh, Pixels does have. Um, oh wait, no, I'll finish the uh, stats. Um, mm. It stars Adam Sandler, Kev Yay. James, Yay, Michelle Monaghan, oh. in, in a role that was originally uh, intended for Jennifer Aniston. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only other bit of casting uh, trivia I have there is that the uh, role of Lady Lisa, as played by Ashley Benson was originally offered to Alicia Cuthbert, but she probably didn't want to play a character who has no lines and just makes out with Josh Gad as a trophy. Yeah, it's pretty bad for career progression. I'm not entirely sure why Ashley Benson wanted to do it. Coming off Spring Breakers! Spring Break! Come the fuck on. Forever. Um, this also stars Peter Dinklage and Josh Gad. Yeah, yeah, no, boo, fuck off. <laughs> Who, um, who who are we booing in this situation? Josh oh, Gad Josh or Gad, Peter Dinklage? 
I hate Josh Gad so much. Oh, you're not going to like my take then. <laughs> oh, no! Okay. Uh, this was released on the 24th of July, 2015, eight days after Joe Dirt 2. This eight the, days? <laughs> this what is the closest between releases we've had so far. Mm. Happy Madison must have been a little bit busier than usual, I guess. It's not like they had to put a lot of work into Joe Dirt 2. Budget was $88 million. Fuck. That seemed like a lot. My perception of uh, of the Madison collection is that they're all fairly cheap. Maybe that's oh, wrong. That's, but... a, that's a very incorrect perception to have. I don't... I mean, I was, I was kind of impressed by how some of it looked. Like, mm. some of it looked really horrible, but it... There was money. There was money there. It's and... well done horror. This was uh, <laughs> this was the second highest uh, budgeted uh, Happy Madison movie. What's the What's the highest? You don't mess with the Zohan. Oh uh, yeah, that was ninety million dollars well spent. Fuck. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, this only cost like three million more dollars than I now pronounce you, Chuck and Larry. I'm, I'm, my mind, my mind's a little bit blown. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is there any CGI in I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, or is it just that fire scene? The fire, maybe. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. it's uh, their their budgets are wildly inflated for reasons that you can probably guess. Mm. Um, people like money. <laughs> people get paid. <laughs> they adore it. Uh, Adam Sandler likes money. Indeed, he does. Um, uh, but you know what? Uh, Gambit didn't work out for them at the uh, domestic box office, where this what? tapped out at seventy-eight point seven million. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot. <laughs> it doesn't much. It's, it's not enough to cover the budget. It does. Um, it does better internationally though, where it makes an extra one hundred sixty-six point one million. Jesus Christ! <laughs> where? Where um, is watching this? I can Here? tell. You, I can tell you where. Um, where it did the best. It's got the most boring fucking tagline in the world. Like, it's time to save the world. It is. Fuck. What is your problem, Josh? (laughs) (laughs) I just could have tried. Would you have liked them not to save the world? Yes. You'd be dead. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, but I'd enjoy that more than having Kevin James as the president. A president who it is implied has defeated Obama. It is, and a it's president a who is essentially played as a um, as like a Bush parody a for the Bush Republican. Part. Yeah, um, this made yeah twelve million dollars in the UK. Mm. Is that big? Uh, I don't know what big here is. It's okay. It's right. it's pretty good. I was thinking it might have done really well in China. It made fifteen million dollars in China. Mm. And I was thinking it might have done well in Japan, but again, just $8 million in Japan. Where's the rest of the money coming from? Canada? Uh, um, no, because that usually falls under domestic. Um, wow. That feels like cheating. <laughs> $10 million in, in Germany. Nice. Thank you, Germany. Uh, you know, it, it, I think it just did well enough in all the other territories that was able just to right. push it to... That extra $166 million. Fuck. So, and it opened uh, in the US number two behind Ant-Man in its second week. 
and ahead of Minions in its third week. Banana. Banana. Uh, Trainwreck in its second week. Yeah. And Southpaw in its opening week. Oh, cool. Yeah, this opened up against Southpaw and... um, What was the other one? Uh, Paper Towns. Oh, they got mentioned last week, right? I think so. I think we mentioned Southpaw fairly recently, didn't we? Yeah. We bring it up because it was supposed to be a sequel to 8 Mile. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. I want that Uh, world. This has got a rotten tomato. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) We can't just just gloss over that. Southpaw is a sequel, or supposed to be a sequel to 8 Mile. Please explain. Uh, It was going to be Eminem uh, (laughs) playing... uh, his rabbit character, I believe, as a boxer. Oh, like a rabbit cinematic universe. With other, <laughs> would uh, would Anthony oh. Mackie return and they would fight each other in the ring? That would have been good. I actually would have watched that. I, I, Southpaw was very boring, actually. So maybe maybe having uh, Rabbit would have would have fixed a few things about that film. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen that or Eight Mile, but I like the idea <laughs> that they were trying to set up like Rabbit is like a quantum leap person that just jumps between <laughs> jumps between universes he could be like a knight in the next one or like the, a samurai the project was inspired by the rapper's personal struggles that's a bit like boxing isn't it <laughs> Fighting. i guess i guess like they're saying they're saying it wasn't a direct sequel i've read other places where it says it's a direct sequel this is saying in a way this is a continuation of the eight mile story in a way <laughs> it's the second chapter of his life no way. but like it's not the second chapter of his life because Eminem never became a boxer they're linked yeah, but... in the sense that they're both about people <laughs> they're linked in the sense that Eminem can't play anyone else so he has to play that character again we write this film right so yeah Eminem he's at the top of eight he's at the end of eight mile he's won the rap or however that film ends. That's how it is. It ends. They, they go, uh, Kim Basinger comes out and goes, I'm so proud of you. You won the rap. Perfect. Right? <laughs> and then immediately afterwards, he gets punched in the throat. And so he can never sing. He can never <laughs> rap or speak again. And that's. And then he's like, what am I going to do now? But I'm mouthing that. You know? And then he becomes a boxer. And then after that, maybe he can have, like, his hand... He can win boxing, and then someone punches his hand so hard that it falls off. And but then, then restores a, his speech. No, then he becomes a footballer. Oh, I see. And it just goes on. <laughs> he just, he gradually. just tackles all the worlds. Yeah. So each, so each <laughs> film ends with an attack that then allows him a new and career la- path. The last film ends with him weeping <laughs> because there are no more worlds to conquer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the end, it's like all he has left is his, uh, his eyes, so he becomes like a, com- a competitive reader or something. There must be something. I'm just going to say, uh, Eight Mile, pretty good film. I'd like to watch it. Eight Mile, pretty good film. Right. Michael, Michael Shannon's in it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, like, the thing is, I, I sit down to watch it and then I don't know what it is like my palms get sweaty my knees get weak there's grommet on your sweat because <laughs> <laughs> I just had my mum's spaghetti etc wow. happens every time I don't know how to get rid of it's a medical condition if there are any doctors out there please let me know are there any more stats 
Um, it had a 17% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And other comedy movies of 2015 are Mordecai, mm. <laughs> Entourage, mm. The Night Before, mm. that's the Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt Christmas comedy. Oh, that, I've seen that. <laughs> now I think about it. It's alright. It's fine. I didn't remember it. Um, unfinished Business. Do you remember Unfinished Business? I believe you and I worked on Unfinished Business at a certain point. What's Unfinished Business? What if Vince Vaughn, Tom Wilkinson, and Dave Franco went on a business trip and it got wild? No, that's not a real film. Like, that's <laughs> not real. I didn't unfinished, work on that. Unfinished Business. You did. I didn't. You did. I did. We remember. were working on it together, Josh. I would remember this. Are you it sounds like with you Al, and Unfinished Business have some unfinished business. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Al. I don't think. No, no, Josh. We worked on this. I remember. No. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, I, I, wait, Mike Pancake is a name ring to bell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mike. Pan- that's the. That's the. Uh, there is a lot of use of the the R word in unfinished business. I remember that. Oh. Um, I, I don't remember this one. I like. Um, I like that in the credits, Vince Vaughn is credited as Daniel Dan Trunkman, oh, <laughs> as if to be like that's a real nickname he's got there. <laughs> um. Uh, it's, it's a weird one because it's also got like Sienna Miller is in it and Nick Frost and James Marsden has like a, an oddly stacked cast for a shit movie. This is terrible. It's all coming back to me slowly. <laughs> so I read through the plot. I'm like, oh, I have seen this film. Maybe I did work on it. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I don't think you saw it at the job because I remember going to the screening of it and I think it was just me and an intern. Hmm. Good movie. Classic. Oh god, good. Any other comedies? Um, no, <laughs> just I wrote Entourage twice. Because <laughs> <laughs> he loved it so much. But yes, um, before we even jump into this, uh, this film is is based is based on something. Uh, there is, of course, it was based on a short film. Oh. Uh, called Pixels, directed oh. by Patrick Jan, um, mm. who whose biggest claim to fame is directing the short film Pixels and then getting a writer's credit and producer credit on this film. Um, the the original short film is nothing. Like it's not like that's not very nice. Like it's it's fu- Like it's not a bad movie. But it's not a movie. It's it's a it's an effects show reel more than anything, right? Okay. Because there there there's no characters in the short film Pixels. There's no President Will Cooper. Well, as uh, somebody could argue, there's no characters in the film either. Oh, I, I, that's a stupid <laughs> thing to argue. <laughs> you know, Fire Blasters in there. I do know Fire Blasters. I know. Yeah. Sandler saw the Pixels short film. And clearly it was like, this is a movie. Do you think? Do you think he saw it and actually, like, you know, took the took the reins on this and drove yeah. it? 
Because I feel like someone probably just brought it to him, or like like it it came to him almost fully formed. Because he he's sli- he's sleepwalking through the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he so he definitely saw this movie, saw it because he then because he he acquired the pixel short film. Happy Madison acquired the pixel short film oh, to turn wow. into a movie, and Sandler hired uh, regular screenwriter Tim Hurley. To, to write the movie and according to tim hurley he wrote a draft that everybody at the studio hated why did they make it then <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't according to like according to this article um it wasn't until him and sandler came up with the concept of having kevin james as the president but <laughs> <laughs> they were like that's the key that's the key to this film it's the backbone yeah <laughs> Without without but, Kevin James as the president, the film just doesn't work. The film doesn't work. There's no through line. Jesus Christ. When what asked why world. he what made the draw to make Pixels into a feature length film, Hal he responded with I mean, it just felt like to see that three minutes part of a movie, to see these things that we loved and what we imagined as existential threats, and I gotta say, cool pixel effect of everything dissolving and reconforming based on these glowing cubes and it gave us a bunch of freedom to do different things it's the worst answer to anything i've ever heard (laughs) just words um that's what we do though buddy (laughs) that's true just words that's true Mm. um but jamie before we get too deep what not that we're not deep yet (laughs) um tell tell us a little bit about uh your history with Happy Madison and uh, Adam Sandler in general. Ooh, I don't know if I'd say I have a history with Adam Sandler. More of a sort of, um, how would I describe it? Well, I think my 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 main relationship with Adam Sandler is uh, the DVD Mr. Deeds, um, <laughs> which 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 we had uh, on holiday with us, uh, family holiday in Ibiza. And I think we probably watched it about fif- about fifteen times. And the scene where uh, John McEnroe jumps over a car, um, <laughs> I, I, at the time I thought this is the pinnacle of comedy. Nothing, nothing will ever surpass <laughs> nothing this. Nothing will ever get better. And, and, noth- and nothing has since, which is why I'm such a huge fan of uh, of Happy Madison. Uh, and then you know oh. I sort of went to college, started watching more you know intellectual films, maybe moved away from the Adam Sandler and the Happy Madison collection. And then I stumble across this this podcast, <laughs> and every and every uh, every episode they're going through a new a new film in the in the Happy Madison collection, yeah. and it, it was like a reawakening, <laughs> and, uh, a long dormant unlocking, and uh. that led me to the moment where I watched um, Pixels, <laughs> and it all came crashing down, just like the Pixels when a thing gets shot when by a cannon. Something gets shot. I refuse. This this episode seems to be full of pixel slander. <laughs> no, we. Oh no, no. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen another Happy Madison film, so I don't feel like I have a good benchmark for pixels. <laughs> well, like this, maybe this is a question for you guys. I'm I'm assuming at the end we'll discuss where it where it fits in the. We don't the actually do that ever. No. <laughs> We've never said that. But I think yeah, we're that's save an interesting that question. No, no, I think we should do it now because otherwise, <sighs> like when people say show don't tell, I hate that. 
No, Tell. I meant, like, save, save for the last episode. Where we oh, do our, like, that. full rankings. Oh, I see. Happy Madison movies. Oh, I see, yes. No, that's really it's, good. So, so, so like, like, like I, I, without even ranking it, like, there are things about Pixels that immediately make it more interesting than the films we have covered. Uh. Mostly because it at least tries to have a plot. It's been a long time, Josh, since yeah. we watched one of these movies that had a plot. It, um, that's not... Mm, what have we watched? <laughs> what have we watched recently? So, so like, last week, obviously, Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser, no plot. Um, um, you can make an argument for Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Paul Blart Mall Cop um, 2 definitely has a fucking plot. Come mm. on. <laughs> uh, Blended is a holiday. Uh, Grown Ups 2 is fantastic, but definitely doesn't have a plot. It does, the plot. It's summertime. Uh, uh, Here Comes the Boom, I guess, has a plot, but it's shit. Yeah. Uh, That's My Boy has a plot. I'd say, like, this is, like, the first one since That's My Boy. Here Comes the Boom has a very strict plot. Uh, yeah, but it's just... It's so... Warrior. <laughs> or it has someone else's plot. Yeah, it has someone else's plot. It's still a plot. We've almost, we've definitely had a lot of films of late Sounds plot. that are just sort of like, what if a character? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds if, like a plot to me. That what, does sound like a plot, right? What What if a holiday? What if a holiday? What if a character on a holiday? Oh. Perfect. Um, this one, like, I was watching this film, I was, like, surprised just to see, like, set pieces and, like... Yeah. Fret. Um, yeah. Not to say that that makes it good. No, but I Because I don't think it does. This has come up many times before, that what what we think makes a good film is quite different. I would... I, well, I just said not that that makes it good, so that implies... No, but you you're saying interesting. What, interesting. Well, I, I just think, like, I, I was more gripped by this than, like, Bedtime Stories, which I would say is, like, the other big budget effects driven sound yeah. movie. Yeah, that's true. Like th- there is I don't think this movie is funny at all. Oh, no. I um uh there are things I absolutely hate about this movie. Mm. But I'll say this, the Pac-Man chase is quite fun. Um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like what's being described is a functional film. It functions. It, well, that, that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and in a way, like we've had, like we both hated um, Blended because it yes. wasn't a functional film. No, because true. there was nothing there. This one, at least, you know, I feel like, like the the plot is all over the place. Like by the end, you have no fucking clue what is anybody's goals or like they want to save the world jack but like why is the aliens goal like they like they're like there's a bit where like cuba tells them like we used to be a peaceful people and you're like what does that mean and then and who is max, me? max headroom comes down and he calls cuba a traitor <laughs> <laughs> and i was like why is he a traitor you gave them to him as a you gave no you but gave he's a traitor cuba. because he's spilling the secrets i don't but, know how they but, know but, that he's but, spilling what the, the secrets. what are the secrets yeah like, that's true. like this, but, the secret is that they used to be a peaceful people because that comes into no play and like the ending is like where where 
Adam Sandler learns that the reason he lost the arcade championship as, as a kid is because Peter Dinklage's character cheated. And yeah. And then, like, the little kid yells at him, like, play this like a modern video game. Be the guy who doesn't want to die. And Sana's like, I don't want to die. Like, what is, what is Sana's... That's character development, No, it's man. not. There's no, there's yes, no like, real hero... De- at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe his, it. You're now defending the movie. <laughs> his development, right, yeah. is that at the beginning, he likes patterns and he likes order and he likes things happening in a structured way. Only because and he tells you this. You never see him. <laughs> well, that's what I said. Yeah, show, don't tell. That's the coward's way. Tell. <laughs> tell, never show. That's better. So this is your favourite film. This is my favourite film because they tell you everything constantly all the way <laughs> Except through. Except they don't keep it consistent. They do. I think it's fairly consistent. He likes the patterns and then the patterns let him down. And then at the end, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to... Even though he doesn't live his life by patterns in any way, shown throughout the film, by the end, he leaves them behind for pure fear and adrenaline. It's wonderful stuff. And the set, yeah. Like, I think it is important to know that they were peaceful aliens and then, for some reason, they just became like a military video game society. uh, You're being nice and funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, like, this is the thing. Like, I kept thinking... Because I I don't think the idea that like video games come down and uh, attack mankind is a terrible idea for a movie. Like sure that like it's I mean it's an episode of Futurama already. Um, yeah, this is what I thought all the way through. <laughs> but like I kept thinking like what's what is the good version of this movie? And all I kept thinking about was Mars Attacks. Fuck yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> like it's just Mars Attacks. If I think the the problem. As with many of these films, the big problem is that it is written by Tim Hurley, assisted by Adam <laughs> Sandler, and like the jokes aren't funny, the characters are boring. Um, it's just uh, another like one of these, but at the same at the same time, it's made slightly more interesting by just having a concept and a hook. <laughs> that and um and even like just like the visuals aren't bad, like the visuals are kind of fun. Um, yeah, they're pretty good, but like, but like it's like so in a way, I think this is a better movie than some we've watched just because it's doing something a little different. Um, uh, well, yeah, right. But when you say it's doing something a little different, it's only doing something a little different in terms of Happy Madison Productions. In terms of like blockbuster films, it is doing everything that every other big blockbuster yeah, but film we, is doing, we, but just shit. Yeah, but we were asking to, where to rate this on my scale of Happy Madison. Oh, we still talking about that? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. And uh, it is. Um, <laughs> it is according to my ladder box that I've updated now. It's um, it's uh, ahead of Paul Blart, More Cop Two, and Fuck behind up. Rain Over Me. Well. <laughs> That behind Rain Over, yeah, fine. Well, you, you said you said that uh, you said that it has things that all the other blockbuster movies have, but I don't remember yeah. any other film implying a threesome between Peter Dinklage, <laughs> Martha Stewart, and Serena Williams. So, oh god, that, I was like the last sort of like 
20 minutes of the movie, like, any joke is so forced and, like, so horrible. For the last 20 minutes, that's... Every- There's one joke that gets me in this film that but, uh, was really good. It's... I'm trying to see if I have any jokes written down. I didn't laugh once. Jamie, have you got any? No laughs. No, no. laughs whatsoever. Well, there was there was a moment that I enjoyed. <laughs> I, I do have one What's laugh. the moment you enjoyed? I had, I, had, I had a moment I enjoyed. I thought Josh Gad singing... Um, singing at the ball was quite a nice moment. No. Yeah, I see. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. Just uh, you know, he's got a nice singing voice. Yeah. On my, a, my you know, just on a simple level, it was an enjoyable sequence to hear a man with a nice voice sing a nice song. That's quite nice, but my note from that time is Josh Gad dry humping the floor is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Uh, my only sort of wry chuckle is uh, the creator of Pac-Man saying, he is my son, which uh, I was just like, oh, that's a weird thing. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> that that was a strange... I, they brought him in and I thought, oh, he's going to be part of the part of the film now. No, he's no. gone. It's also not the real creator of Pac-Man. Not the real guy. <laughs> Who appears in cameo form. Yeah, he's in there somewhere, but... What? What? The real... What? <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. real guy's in there, but they've got someone playing him. Yes. Fuck this. It's <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I've got one laugh in the film, and it comes from a great talent. Just quickly, uh, the creator of Pac-Man did not play himself because he can't speak English. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> they get a subtitle. So they so they That's got a easy. they got an actor in to do a racist caricature of him <laughs> yeah, while he stars fuck. in the same film. Yes, instead oh. instead he plays an arcade repairman. Oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> that's good. Uh, my one laugh is when it's the centipede game, mm-hmm. and they're in Hyde Park that's, that looks suspiciously like a park, like a random park in like yeah. Georgia somewhere. I, 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 I like that. You know, every Brit would be like beer commercial. <laughs> yeah, beer I love that. Yeah, I love that. Every Brit is like beer commercial. I love that every Brit talks like they're from Oliver Twist. That's also nice. But my laugh is when the fighting is going on and it cuts to the guy who Sean Bean pushed off the football, who originally told the beer commercial yes. lie to. He goes like, "What kind of beer commercial is this?" They're like the he's Bean, essentially Australian as well. Yeah, no, they're all Australian. Sean Bean turns around, annoyed, and just strides off going, if I say it's a beer commercial, it's a bloody beer commercial. <laughs> I just love it. I love I love the delivery. I love the line. I love the fact that no one in Britain would say commercial. No. It's very good. Um, it's just really good stuff. I do like that one of the IMDb trivia points is, contrary to many of his other films, Sean Bean survives the entire movie. <laughs> Fuck, that's um, true. I feel like that's not a thing. He's survived quite a few movies now. Yeah, but only because didn't he say he wouldn't act in films again if he was going to be killed? Maybe. Which I think is just a way so that people stop expecting him to die, and then he'll be in a really big film where he dies. So it's a bluff. Does getting turned into a wolf count as dying? What's that? Wolf walkers. Oh. Um, it depends if it's like a symbolic death, I suppose. Good movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this film. <laughs> this film. This, this film. One, like, uh... I'm trying to work out what the best way of approaching it is. 
because it's just such a pile of shit. I don't want to do it chronologically. I don't want to do it thematically. I think we should do it chronologically. Like... Because, no. like... It, it, it... Jamie, did you say... Well, actually, actually, um, I did quite like the first five minutes where they're like mm. kids in the 80s. And it was, like, maybe it's just because I've been conditioned to like that because of Stranger Things. But yeah, that, was, yeah, yeah. that was a nice moment. And they've sort of set up this alternative reality where all these nerds are, like, kind of rock stars. And I was like, oh, this could be fun. Maybe it's going to be a movie about him going back to the arcade and, and you know, he'll kill... <laughs> you, know, you know, a real film where there'll be a real arc, film. Well, there'll be an arc and then he'll, he'll win the game at the end because he's learnt something. <laughs> But no. <laughs> but no. I mean, that's... He, he learns, does. He learns he doesn't want to learns. die. <laughs> I, actually, he learns from that. Maybe the film is about boomers learning to stop being so obsessed with 80s arcade games and start liking The Last of Us. I was going to fucking say, like, how did Adam Sandler make a fucking boomer film about video games? Like, I did not even think that that was possible. <laughs> like, the bit, the bit where he... So, yeah... There's all that stuff about, like, oh, modern video games are too violent. And also the bit where he's talking to, like, what, Michelle Monaghan's son being like, arcades are better than online games because, you know, we had this thing called socialising. I was like, motherfucker, like, through lockdown, Jamie Levitt, you know, we, like, our, one of our primary forms of socialising was through Fortnite. It was the only thing that kept me going during the It was the, the only thing! But also, like, so, like, fuck you. Like, literally, like, you see Adam Sandler playing those video games, and he's not socialising. He is just standing there, yeah, like, um, like the, the, I, so the the opening. It's been a long time since we've had a flashback to teenage Sandler. Um, there used yeah, to be true. like the opening to every Adam Sandler movie. I think the last one was yeah. Grown Ups, um, where they mm. you see the basketball coach who then dies. Um, Instant death. I don't know, like. This is the thing with this movie, like, it plays into a lot of the stuff about Sandler movies that I don't like. Uh, mainly, like, uh, him being, like, the king of the losers. Um, I, yeah. I hate, like, he is one of these guys, but he just thinks he's a little too cool for all of them. Like, he's mm. like, I'm cooler than Josh Gad and Peter Dinklage and President Kevin and the President. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. I really want, like, a, like, a DVD bonus footage that would like have all of Kevin James's like uh, presidential material. Like, oh, his like his, electoral. His, like his material. yeah, like his uh, campaign trail. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I want to know. I'd like what? to just recut the West Wing. <laughs> I was Kevin thinking James. that. I was thinking that. Like, there's also <laughs> there's also a line where um, they rescue someone, and he's like, "Wow, you're my second favorite president after yeah. Obama." Yeah. And it made me think, what, what are we missing here? Like, is, the, is there some is there some kind of really inspirational president that we we just can't see? Well, he saved yeah. he well, saves I the world. He saved the world. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's that. But he got elected before he saved the world. Yeah, but they knew he was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, I see. Yeah, again, maybe it's like in Zookeeper, the act of saving the world was so powerful that it sent tachyons back through I hate time. You. I hate you so much. <laughs> to, to make, I didn't. To I never wanted to talk about this joke. again. <laughs> and now we're here. What tachyons? Uh, Why don't you like them, buddy? It's just, I just never want to talk about Zookeeper again. 
Oh, Zookeeper. Uh, and your theories of Zookeeper. <laughs> um, it's too late. Uh, I know I said that Sean Bean trivia was my favourite trivia on IMDb but this this is it (laughs) is it about tachyons the film's premise has no connection to Ghostbusters however (laughs) there is a brief cameo from Ghostbusters star Dan Aykroyd as the compare of the 1982 video game competition near the beginning of the film that's nice that they <laughs> they let you know that it has nothing to do with Ghostbusters, but one of the Ghostbusters. Do you is think in like it. every Dan Aykroyd film has that trivia, like the ones that aren't Ghostbusters movies? This is like this has no connection to Ghostbusters. Fifty First Dates has no connection to Ghostbusters. <laughs> However, one of the Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd, appears in it. Also, that's to imply that like he's more of a Ghostbuster than a person. I think he is. He's nothing. Oh, but he is something more in this film, isn't he? He's a ref. No, not just that. He is the purveyor of a fine crystal skull vodka that is prominently placed in oh, one I didn't scene. See this. When, where is the crystal skull vodka? Um, it's oh, I can't, oh, it's after they defeat the aliens for the first time, and they're having the drink in the pub in London. Definitely, a and London pub. they're like. Definitely a London pub, a real London pub. It looks like the pub from The Social Network. That's what it looks like. And, yeah, Michelle Monaghan is like, let's have a beer. Oh, no, let's have something harder. Vodka. And just pulls out and plunks down the big crystal skull, like, really centre frame. And I just think, like, is that the only way they got Dan Aykroyd to do it? I don't know. Yeah. he had to <laughs> product I mean, place the Crystal Skull Vodka. Obviously, like, Dan Aykroyd seems to be part of, like, the Happy Madison crew now. So they're probably just like, yeah, we'll, f- we'll throw you a bone, Aykroyd. Have this, have this Crystal Skull Vodka. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah. So I had, I had questions. Yes. Yes. I think this is a good way through the film. Yeah. Um, why can't the army fire guns as well as Adam Sandler can? <laughs> because Adam Sandler knows how to live his life through patterns. He knows the patterns, I guess that's the thing. But this is the thing, right? It's like I just had a... Oh my god, I realised something. What? Michelle Mongan's character. Violet Van Patten. Van Patten! <laughs> Holy that's shit. That's why he's in love with her. Oh my because god. Because she's a pattern. Plans. You've blown this whole thing fucking wide Oh, open. maybe this is a really well-written screenplay. <laughs> maybe the studio were wrong to hate. <laughs> that is really clever, though, to be fair. <laughs> that is really clever. Oh, God. Why can't yeah. anyone drive as well as Adam Sandler? He's <laughs> uh, very good at driving backwards. I was thinking in that scene that it would be really good if, like, they still don't know what Fast and Furious 10 is going to be about. If it's about but like remake this scene, like the Pac-Man chase, but it's fucking Dom, CGI Paul Walker, Letty, all of them taking on Pac-Man. I imagine. I do have a question in this scene as well, which I assume all of us would have. Mm. Um, oh, mm. so in again, favorite scene of the movie. So I don't want to diminish it too much, but um, yeah. Peter Dinklage in this scene cheats. (laughs) 
Yeah. This was going to be my next point. This is my point. How does this? I don't understand the the way they showed that this works is that he has cheat codes written inside his glasses. Like, yeah. So how is he able to cheat in real life? Yeah. <laughs> it means that he can he can transport his car across New the York. The has invented in teleportation. I thought this was going to be a I thought this was going to be a plot point that he was secretly an alien or that there was some other like aspect mm. to it because they also hint that brian cox wants the aliens to win yeah so i was like oh is this going to be some is something going to happen here and like the fact that um peter dinklage can cheat in real life means he's some kind of alien or no um no, no nothing nothing it just means that he can inexplicably teleport around how wild is it they, like they, they, they acknowledge they, it they tell you that he can do it and never show you him doing it like like i know they just it cuts to like the little map. I, I understand like the film is obviously in a world and where video game characters can come from outer space, but they're driving minis around. Like <laughs> like is does the mini like dissolve? It's like does he have to enter like a cheat code into like the matrix of the world? Like what is I think he does like yeah, he revs the engine a certain number of times like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Yeah, Maybe stop. that's what he does on the gear stick or something. <laughs> Mm. It's just because, but they they acknowledge it. They they say, um, "Wow, how did you get there so fast?" And he's just like, "I'm good at this." They set, they're setting something up, and they're not paying it off, and it's no. frustrating. <laughs> Welcome to Happy Madison Productions. And also, like the way they set it up to like that he, the only person he reveals his cheating to is um, Matty is Van Patty. Matty Van Patty. <laughs> Again, like just one of these child actors that they can't stand. He does so much shit screaming in this movie. The bit where he screams like, Cubits! Oh, I was going to say the bit where he gets beamed up is some of the worst getting yeah. beamed up acting. And the bit when, when Michelle Monchan just comes out and is like clearly looking up at nothing. And she's just like, just like No! <laughs> also, also, he didn't... the. Um, the consistency levels of the pain that people experience while being beaten yes. up is very, very inconsistent. Yeah. Some people were like screaming in agony, and then other people would just seem to be fine with it. And I, I, is that yeah, someone... like how underwhelming is it at the end where you just have like they they've been beamed up to go play Donkey Kong, and you just have like these three random people as like the prisoners? Oh, standing up and at you're the just top. Like, We've yeah, got to good. rescue these three randomers. There's one army guy, there's one Indian guy, and this kid. <laughs> yeah, but I guess the kid, yeah, they wouldn't have cared unless the kid was there. <laughs> I, I, unless Matty I Van Patty, still be like, Who don't the fuck is that, that guy? Much. <laughs> like, you don't care which, about... Which begs the, the next question. Why yeah. can't anyone in the world <laughs> jump over barrels as well as Adam Sandler? <laughs> <laughs> there is a s- scenes where I'm like, he's definitely, there's a, like a like a long shot of that. He's definitely getting hit in this scene. And also, like, oh, well, they, he's clipping through. Get, Maybe he's got the cheat codes well, yeah, now. If they get uh, reamed out for not sticking to the rules of Pac-Man... He's definitely not stuck to the rules of Donkey Kong because, like, he starts like swinging on the side of the girders, which is not how you play. Donkey. Oh yeah, you can't like, do that. Uh, no, it's I've tried. It's uh, it's not a consistent movie. <laughs> no, uh, we've mentioned her a few times now, and I, I do want to just say, poor Michelle Monaghan, who is a very that. nice presence in a lot of movies, never really got her big shot i feel like she's often wife 
character. Yeah, I always think she's great. And like, I mean, she, I, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is yeah up there. It's one of my faves, and I I really like her performance in that. Not necessarily the character, but I think her performance is like really really. I good. like. Her. I think she's really nice in Source Code, a movie that I really like. Yeah, also very good. Um, and uh, and I think she's good in Gone Baby Gone. Uh, that one Mission Impossible she's, she's in. She's in a few. <laughs> yeah, but like but the, the one the where she's actually, she actually features. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she kind of features in Fallout. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, but that's like a tag-on scene, isn't it? It's well, it's like, more of a tag-on I mean, scene. I mean, less of a tag-on scene than Ghost Protocol. Where yeah, it's just, where like, it's just like, I watched her from across a pond. Um, I like Michelle Monaghan. Like, here, yeah. I kind of wish they did get Jennifer Aniston. Because we at least know, right. well, because we've seen her with Sandler before, and we know that she's quite good with him. In this, <laughs> she knows how to handle him, like, also, yeah, like I, a stampeding rhino. I felt like um, Michelle Monaghan is is like so likable mm. that Adam Sandler's thing that he does, where he it's negging, right? Where you just really mean to someone until yeah, they yeah, like the you. The line I've got written yeah. down is "Too late, sweetheart. You had your shot and you blew it." Which I was just like, what? I was just like, why is your lead man saying this? Like, what, when he tried to kiss her when she was crying this, in crisis in a cupboard. This was, yeah, but she's a snob, so she deserves. She's to a be snob. This is yeah. when he sees yeah. her in the car when they're both headed towards the White oh, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he said the immortal line, nerds know how to kiss better because they appreciate it more. Ugh. I hate this fucking Yeah, thing, well, this man. is like... It's, the incel, it's an incel boomer movie. Well, they mentioned 4chan at one point. They do. <laughs> well, that leads us into a good space. Do we want to talk Josh's favourite character? Ludlow. Ludlow. Ludlow Lamansoff. The Wonderkind. How many Lamansoffs are we... There's, There's another a few Lamansoffs. Lamansoff is a name that pops up throughout the Happy Madison verse. Yeah. Um, uh, like the double Vs or whatever. Yes, uh, Lamansoff is Kevin James' character in Grown Ups. Yes. Josh, you hate this character. I do. Well, no, I don't hate the character. I hate the actor. I, oh, <laughs> I think I hate the character more than I hate the actor. But I, do, I also oh. hate the actor in this role. Mm. You don't think Josh Gad is a lovable snowman? I find him extremely annoying. In all, I, yeah, in, in, every, in every in every conceivable scenario that I've seen him in, I've hated him, and it's a disgrace to the Josh name. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. He obviously does it for some people, and that's good. I mean, I guess I have not that I ever saw him do it, but. I guess I have, like, residual love for him for Book of Mormon. Right, yes, I see. Um, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> did, you know, did you know that he has an upcoming uh, Beauty and the Beast spin-off series starring him and Luke Evans as Gaston and LeFou, showing the life of Gaston and LeFou after the story of Beauty and the Beast? Is it, what, five years and then the Great Revolution comes? <laughs> As actually happens in real life, is that what happens? Yeah, sure. I hope so. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I. I don't hate Josh. He's definitely not like he's. He's someone who can just do one thing. I think and be extremely annoying. I think he's like. <laughs> I've definitely seen worse people. I think he's he's trying. 
and not that many people in the film are. He's extremely trying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he's an example of a lot of people who make it big on Broadway and then suddenly are in every movie... Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda. Um, same, yeah, same vibe. It's just kids. like, yeah, you need to stop for a while. Um, even James Corden probably falls under that uh, as well. Do you think? I think he's just insufferable. I feel. I think I feel about James Corden the way Josh feels about Josh Gad. But I think I, this is the only Josh Gad film. I think this is the only film I've seen him in. So I, I, I mean, I hate the Ludlow Lamonsoff character because it's just every, it's every joke you'd expect from this character. Like, mm. it's just, um, he's the character who, he doesn't do it in the film, in fact, so, but you'd expect him to wet his pants at every conceivable moment. Um, mm. Enters into a lot of sort of gay panic situations Yes, that's very strange <laughs> for a long time. Because um, it is really leading you towards, like, he is going to be gay, right? The whole way through the film. No, because you, you forget he's introduced to you uh, as being in love with Lady Lisa. Yeah, but I thought that's, that's how I... that's how it's introduced. So, you, so the same way, Josh, you've told us how much you enjoy the consistency of um, of Sam Brenner loving patterns. It's uh, yes. it's the same. It's the same hero's journey. I guess it is that he he loves this woman. He then discovers uh, that he really enjoys the male form over the course of the film. But then by the end, she just shows up and he goes, "Yeah, fuck it." This is the worst part of the movie for me. Is Which part? is the whole Lady Lisa plot? Yeah, like it is the. I honestly think it's the most degrading to women thing we've seen in any of these movies. Um, and there's a lot of it in, in these movies, but this is the first one in which a woman who ha- she has no lines at all. Mm. Mm. She is just there to be perved on by Josh Gad. Josh Gad, And then yes. immediately falls in love with him for no reason. Yes. And then is recreated into a trophy that he can keep and fuck as he pleases. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I think um, it's fucking disgusting. I think, like, I'm, I'm shocked that this made it into a movie in 2015. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's pretty... Bu- I was just trying to think about anything that has happened that's worse. I think it's sort of on a par with what happens in Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. That's bad. Because this thing is, like, it's ridiculous, right? Like, it, it's disgusting, but it's so out... Like, it's so outlandishly terrible. Yeah. That there's no way... Like, there's no way that anyone's watching this and being like, yes... My perfect woman is Lady Lisa, a character created for a tie-in game for Pixels the film. It's weird that a they didn't just retro pick game. a real game as well. A real one, I a mean, real like, game. It could have been, been Chun-Li. Could have been Chun-Li. But, no, but the thing is, I no, no video game would want themselves associated with, no, with this want... kind of like character who just like, you know... Just a fucking insult loser being like, I want to fuck the... the voiceless blonde assassin lady it's really gross it's, it's awful. so gross who he, who he impregnates as well 
Who impregnates? The impregnation is very yeah. It's how, how, I, that was another moment where I, I really should that that the fact that they do a one year later tag and make it a joke that a, a joke that clearly nobody came in to shoot because nobody's actually in the fucking scene. No. Like it is well, Cubit's in it. Nobody is in the scene. It is a Cubit's shot of it. a room. That they've inserted some CGI cubit babies um, yeah. and a photoshopped wedding picture of Josh Gad and Amber Benson. Is it Amber Benson or Ashley Benson? Ashley, Ashley Benson. Benson. Apologies. Right. Um, that did make me wonder, though, whether maybe that was never the intention of Cubit transforming into Lady Lisa and that maybe there was an ending where. Josh Gad's character learns to accept that she isn't real and move on with his mm. life. And that was going to be his arc. But then they tested it with audiences and they were like, no, he should get Lady Lisa back and fuck her and have yeah. children with her. I can't imagine any audience, like even like the worst. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine anyone being happy with that. Well, 80% of Google viewers liked this <laughs> film. So Jesus Christ. What a garbage. Terrible, terrible. I hate the Pixels is on Ashley Benson's known for on IMDb. She's got yeah, Spring Breakers, sad. Pretty Little Liars, Bring It On, In It to Win It, and Pixels. Ugh. Hideous. But yeah, I think um, it's up there with... Because like I was saying, it's so outlandish and like base. It's I don't think it's as bad as that scene in Paul Blackmore Cup 2 where it's like... Paul Blart no, that's very bad as well, I agree. Pisses off, like, says to Jackie Sandler, like, oh, why don't you give this nice drunk guy a break while he's hitting on you while you don't want it? Think about things from his perspective. Like, that's so much more, like, insidious and horrible. Yeah. Than, no, like, I, 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 you know? I, I think they're both terrible, to be honest. Like, I just, they're both like, terrible. And also, like, they're both in movies which I think are mostly aimed at kids. And... Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> That brings me on to, if we want to talk about what I think is my biggest problem with this film. And one that I think, Jamie, while you were watching it, we kind of texted about it a little bit. Who the fuck is this film for? <laughs> like, right? Kids, kids have, like, well, we're all millennials, mid millennials, right? I kind of know what Gallagher is, but only from, like, references. I have no. I have no proper knowledge of it. I, I never played it as a kid. Mm. Like Pac-Man, I know about. Yeah, but again, didn't really grow up with it in the same way I grew up. I, with, I most as was mentioned before <laughs> Mario. I mostly know it's... asteroids from uh, the mini game on uh, South Park Chef's Love Shack, where it was called yeah, Asteroids and spelt with asteroids. two S's, and um, you played a floating butt that farted at uh, asteroids. <laughs> That was good. It was a good game. That's good stuff. I'm going to see if I can buy that game. That sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, like, who the fuck is it? Because, like, we weren't kids when this came out. 2015, what? I'm 27 at that time. But it's maybe. it's for the people who... No. It's for, it's for the people who grew up watching Sandler on SNL. So 40-year-olds. This is a children's but, and, film for 40-year-olds. And their kids. Yeah, but again, I just don't think it works as because I was trying to think about it. Doesn't like, work. Big... I didn't say it worked. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm not saying that. But like, I'm trying to think of all like the big classic kids movies that I love. Like, 
and the moment and like you were saying earlier about set pieces like you were talking about the pac-man scene which like yeah it's fun but if you think about like scenes from my say my childhood films like toy story when they're in Sid's house or when Woody first gets into Sid's house and there's that set piece of him like meeting all the horrible toys. I think, and, I oh, think Toy Story incredible. is a very high bar that Zuckerberg's like, Yeah, I know, <laughs> but yeah, but I'm talking about my like Jumanji. I think Jumanji, yeah, Jumanji. is probably a Jumanji. Way to go. Yeah, Jumanji is a great idea also because that was one of my faves. I watched it over and over and over and over and over again. You know what another good one is? Another Robin Williams? Hook. That first scene where Fuck they get off. to, to <laughs> Neverland. That first scene where they get to Neverland and he opens his eyes and he gets taken around like, and he meets Rufio and shit. Like that is incredible for a child. Was it? Is and it, for now. Is it? Yeah, no, it uh, is. It is. No, I know that you have no heart uh, when it comes just, to Hook, but that's fine. Just, just, uh, it's just a part of you that's Hook missing. Is, Hook, but, Hook, you know, is in, it, Hook, Hook is pretty comparable to this movie. Yeah, but, I, but Hook has like, it's so Ooh. good. I, I can kind of see what you mean in the at the time that Hook came out there hadn't been a Peter Pan film for like a week 40 years which no for like they 40 years Peter which Pan is kind of comparable <laughs> well they do they do in the noughties but not really not Josh have you seen you Pan? know the last one would have been yes I have seen Pan it's good isn't it yeah, but that's in the noughties yeah do you like the bit where Hugh Jackman sings Nirvana for no reason Yes, no, it's shit. <laughs> but, you know, like, Peter pa- like Hook is a great example because these video games probably predate Pixels by the same amount that the original Peter Pan animation that the parents would have seen would have predated Hook by. You know, like, 20, 30 years. I'm just looking up, like, right? adaptations of Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the big one that everyone knows. I mean, don't forget the... Uh... Japanese animated sequence from 1989. No one would have watched it! No one would have watched it! We're talking about things that people have watched! Don't forget about it, Josh. I will, because I didn't know about it. But yeah, even that, even that, they take the... Don't forget about Peter Peter Pan Pan and the Pirates with Tim Curry. No, everyone No, people do love that. That's what Tim Curry is, the voice of Hook. they They take the Peter Pan concept and they do something new with it. This takes the video games concept from something that no one cares about and does nothing with it and doesn't even offer you any, like, great... Mo- like, doesn't have, like, a stampede from The Lion King, doesn't have a waking up and seeing Never Never Land in Hook. It doesn't have anything. There's no magic in this film. There's nothing. It's just two hours of existing. But do you agree... And then you get out of Do you of agree it. that, like I said earlier, it could have been something... Like, this is not a terrible idea for a movie. It's not a terrible idea for a movie, but it's not a good idea. Do you know what it is? And again, something that, Jamie, we've talked about in different circumstances. But, like, this, to me, kind of feels like one of the first examples of Ready Player one mm. that I've yeah. seen. And yeah. how much I fucking hate oh, Ready Player Are we going to go see Space Jam 2 this weekend? No! Oh. No, we're fucking Can not! We because I don't give a shit. I don't even give a shit. Even if they've got my favourite, like, oh, they've put in a nun from the devils. Like, fuck off. I don't give a shit. Like, is that what films are now? It's just you yes. sit in a room and you look 
And every so often in the corner of the screen, you go, I recognize that character. Is that a joke? I don't know. Is it funny? Maybe. They want you to laugh because, I don't know, Tweety Pie is doing something weird now. Remember this? Oh, look, a Smurf. Well, this, like, fuck this, is, this. this is my big question. And this was, uh, is a Smurf a video game character? No! <laughs> it's just a Sony property, right? They show, yeah, the Smurf shows up and Michelle Mongan shoots it. Don't tell anyone I killed a Smurf. Like, fuck this. It's is, so is, bad in so many do, different ways. Do you ways. have issues with Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I haven't seen oh. it. <laughs> I haven't seen it's it. It's fantastic. I hear it's great. It's it's really good. It's really good, and it's really dark. Mm, I would like to see it. And I like the original Space Jam. It's just now. I think we should see Space Jam, too. I think it'll be the worst oh. movie ever made, and I want to see it. No, I don't want to see it at the cinema. Yeah, you do. It's no. worth catching COVID for. No. <laughs> imagine there are imagine so many dying, dying for Space Jam 2. Dying for Space Jam 2. Zendaya is Lola. But where are the tits, though? In a... <laughs> no, that's Cut horrible. Out. That's Cut not out. real. Cut <laughs> 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 it out. Um... Oh. Yeah, it's awful. I hate it. I'm done with Like, do you know what? One of the only ones that I've seen of that that I kind of enjoyed was the Lego movie. Yeah, the Lego movie's good. But that's because that works as a film. I saw a review this that compared just... this to, like, like, a shit Lego movie. Like, I said it was, like, so. Lego movie by way of Independence Day. And that's it. Like, I kept wishing it was... Independence Day's better. Well, I kept wishing it was more like Independence Day and thus Mars Attacks. Because that's... The thing is, when... When you do an alien invasion movie, I don't want to just focus on these four fucking losers. Like, I like an alien invasion movie that shows you the, how the world deals with it. And Yeah, I want Taya Leone going and dying with her estranged father on a beach. Yeah. I know that's nothing to do with aliens. That's an asteroid, but whatever. You I know? haven't seen that movie. <laughs> Have you not? Um, I'm, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I haven't seen Deep Impact, and you haven't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I know which one I'd rather see. Um, but like, I think, Rabbit, I think like this. This is the thing. Like, there is a concept here, which is like, yeah, like. It, I mean, it doesn't even. I I don't mind it having to be like real video game characters. There is something fun about bringing the the. That my my favorite shot in the movie is a shot that's from the short film, which is the Tetris shot of the Tetris blocks just destroying the building. Um, yeah, like it's a fun idea. There's lots of fun things to play with in this movie. Uh, and not, yeah, but the thing is, it's not a film, though, is it? It's an it it's a it it's a deviant art post. Yes and no, because I think you it's it, an NFT. because I think you can structure a fun film around that because you could argue that for like any film that has like unique visual styles that it's not a film. It's just a deviant post a deviant art post. Like yeah, like you probably can for Tarsum's film. Probably like uh, you know my beloved speed racer you could dash off as that. But um very good, very good pun. <laughs> um uh, but it's that. just this is the, this the problem is that it is this Adam Sandler film where now we're just saddled with Adam Sandler as the king of the losers 
Kevin James as president sidekick. <laughs> Josh Gad as mm. as incel the character, and Peter Dinklage as Billy Mitchell. Yeah. That almost makes it sound good, though, when you break it yes. down into its into those into those parts. You're like, oh, this is a, uh, I don't know, there's something there. It could work. No. It could work. I did. I did like that. Lamansoff is like a conspiracy theorist who's above conspiracy theorists. Because <laughs> at one point he's like, yeah, there's loads of conspiracy theories, and sometimes they turn out to be true. But like, if he was a conspiracy nut, he'd believe all of them. <laughs> Right, I guess. I, I don't think I noticed any of this. That was just another completely unexplored thread that never yeah. really went anywhere. <laughs> well, like the, conspir- the conspiracy no- theory thing makes no sense at all because, like, so it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just a. Well, it's not even, <laughs> it's just it's a, not even theory. a conspiracy theory because, like, the idea is that for some reason he is the only person who saw this broadcast when. That doesn't make sense. Everybody would have seen this broadcast. Everyone sees all the other broadcasts. For some reason, yeah, like, he, he's yeah. the only one who sees this first one while recording One Tree Hill on VHS. Also, why the fuck do they attack Guam as their first target? Like, all the other ones. London, New York, Washington at the end, or is it New York again? I think it's Washington. It's all Canada. Yeah. The well, at the Mahal. end, it's, it's it, at the end. It's supposed to be everywhere because they say that they've lost. I don't really again like the plot doesn't make much sense on 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 the structure of their attacks. Like no, it should just be an alien invasion movie. The fact that they turn it into this weird like competition thing, tournament that doesn't like have any like like stakes or win or lose from this seemingly formally peaceful planet um uh, would have just they're threatened aren't they jack they're threatened would have just video. taken like 10 minutes to rewrite this movie and make it slightly more coherent what would you add what would everyone add i would have extended the scene where the president is doing the cake i would have made the cake scene with the president <laughs> um an hour longer <laughs> way longer <laughs> That would be really good. That would save us. It would film. be nice if they gave Jane Krakowski anything to do in this movie. Anything to do. No, but she's a woman in an Adam Sandler film, so that doesn't that doesn't yeah. happen. True. Well, she gets the very funny scene in which uh, Kevin James can't call Michelle Monaghan attractive in front of his wife. It's good stuff. It's hilarious. We've it's all been stuff. there. It's so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did make me think. Because as I was watching it, I was like, oh, Brian Cox, you're better than this. Oh, Sean Bean, you're better than this. I quite like I quite like Brian Cox in this movie. I think he's probably the best performance in the movie. It's just that. because he's just shouting at people. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I like Brian Cox yeah, shouting true. at people. Nice. I, like him I just wish he would turn to like, Sandler every now and then and be like, ah, Wolverine, I remember you. <laughs> um... Yeah, that would be fun. But and I also feel bad for Michelle Monaghan and Peter Dinklage. But it really solidifies something in my brain that I don't think I'd ever thought about before. Is that I think I always in, oh and Fiona Shaw. I thought you're better than Fiona this. Shaw. Uncredited think, in this movie. Oh, hideous. <laughs> I think instinctively, I always feel worse for British actors when they debase themselves compared to. American actors. 
and I really don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I always think it's like Americans, like this is this is their culture. You know, <laughs> this is the height. <laughs> this is the height. The blockbuster. You know. Yeah. Whereas for Sean Bean, it's like Golden Eye. That's the, that's the pinnacle. The Golden Eye video game being a poly, polygon man. Pixel. Being a pixel man. I have a question. Um, yes. Why wasn't Amber Benson or Ashley Benson? Ashley Benson. Why wasn't Ashley what? Why? Why wasn't Ashley Benson a pixel? Why was she a real person? Oh, because the audience it. needs to find her attractive for the plot. Yeah, he can't fuck a pixel. I don't know, he does at the end. No, it implies that it is still Cubit on the inside, but the outside has changed. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why, why is she a pixel? Why she should? Everyone else looks like a pixel. Even like like the paperboy, who again is like a real, uh, he's a, a human. human. He still looks like a pixel. Like it, I think it. Yeah. I think it also implies that there's some inherent humanity to all of these creatures. Because if Josh Gad can convince. Lady Lisa to throw down her weapons and join him, then in theory you can do the same for Frogger and for <laughs> But I want to see someone fuck Frogger. And and when they're when they're shot with the light cannons, are they killed? Is Frogger yes. dead now? Frogger is dead. But no, are they, are they though? Because like because like when uh, the creator of Pac Man's hand gets eaten, there is no like blood. <laughs> Um, and it is re- it's it instantly is re- cauterized. It is, it's like a lightsaber. But it's returned to him at the end. <laughs> the the, yeah. the nearly final shot of the movie is him getting his hand back until there's the one that's, later. That's so weird that they go back and they were like, oh, just in case you thought he really lost his hand, don't you, do you worry. Do you know why they have to do that? Because they doubled down on him losing his hand by showing him in a later scene in a, with an art... Uh, with Not a, having, having a hand. hand. <laughs> Like, and the, like, again, it's a kids' movie, so you have to. Captain Hook lost a hand off screen. Yeah, off screen, this was on you screen, don't see him. bro. Yeah, fine. Um, I saw Captain Hook eaten when he was destroyed by a giant crocodile clock at the end of Hook. Yeah, but no one else watched Hook. <laughs> oh, um, no one stayed for the free free hour runtime. Oh. It's too short, if anything. Yeah, I that that last scene when like all the all the video game characters come out and attack, it's just like it's such a mess of visuals by that point. Ready Player One. Yeah, it is Ready Player One. The film needs a better score. That was one of my notes. It would have been nice mm. if it had a bit of a better score. Just again, it's a sort of generic, forgetful. Is it not a boy again? It's it's it Henry Jackman this time. Henry Jackman. Yeah. I don't know who you are, Henry Jackman. Well, he did the score for Captain America Civil War. Oh. And Winnie the Pooh and Wreck-It Ralph, another. How do you feel mm. about Wreck-It Ralph, Josh? Um, I, I like it. Wreck-It Ralph 2 definitely falls into Ready Player One world. Ready Player one Yeah. I don't think I've seen the second one. I, I, I'm... I, my my theory on why I don't like Wreck It Ralph is because I think I relate to Ralph too much. What you're a big pizza 
no, he's not a pizza. What? Yeah. Big pizza? <laughs> what are what you talking in that about? Film? Oh, he. I'm going to wreck yeah. it. And then he does the smash. I, 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 Is that what you relate I to? Think, that you're think, like, I'm going to wreck I it. Think and I, I think. I think, like, my ultimate cosplay would be Wreck-It Ralph, because I think I, I kind of look a bit like him. Wreck-It Ralph, this pussy. Hey. <laughs> <sighs> it came to me in a dream. I think you should I think you should go as Wreck-It Ralph as a costume. But only if, as you enter rooms, you go, Wreck-It Ralph, this pussy. Hey. I'm Every time, you, I'm right? Just give me a clean section to delete. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a Waka Flaka song at the end. Yeah, that, that, that merits talking about probably. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that song. I'm not is gonna that lie. The one, I just thought it was pretty good. Just good Charlotte. Yeah, it's Waka Flaka and Good Charlotte together again for the first time, having a great time. That's all you need for a song, isn't it? Just a nice little anthem. I'm sure, Josh, you loved the needle drops in this this film because I know you love Sandler's needle '80s needle drops. Obviously, that was one of my first notes. Was like, oh great, we're in the fucking yeah fucking '80s shit intro again. (laughs) Was the first thing. I can't even remember what the song was. Is it Journey? I think it's shit, that one like... that I, I think it's surrender because I know it ends on surrender. I think it opens on surrender. Surrender, as well. yes, yes, it's surrender. Surrender, oh, surrender. Hideous. I quite liked the. Um, uh, if you say what the I... we oh, will rock fuck you off, thing. Josh. No, <laughs> Josh. No. <laughs> what did you? I what? knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Why? They made it epic. They made it epic. Orchestral. Ugh. It was so awful. That yeah, no, it's terrible. Was so bad. Oh no, no, just, it's terrible, just you can't you know backtrack what? on that. Oh yeah, it's, it's no. terrible. I don't really like no, it, guys. It's, it's just terrib- irony. No, no, it's not irony. It's not irony. It's like it's deeply bad, but it does hit all those points of like a big musical. Mo- like it is sweeping. Well, yeah, I, you know, I've, it's vibey. It is. It, it, is, get, it's it like, is sitting in for a score when it doesn't have a good score yeah it's saying yeah it doesn't have a score it's you know it's kind of like i was talking to my housemate about this the other week uh, the other day about um actually we were talking about the podcast we were talking about the click episode and the fact that you and amon cried at the bit where it's like family family comes first (laughs) Family I'm good that you're <laughs> taking the piss out of that now. But I was like, and I was saying to my, and what I said on the podcast then and what I said to my housemate at night is like, I would have cried to it if I hadn't have been sat in a room with you. Because the thing is about that scene is that everything about it, like the score, the delivery, the point in the foot, like everything is set up, like it's it's calculated to be an emotional moment. Like every part of it is playing, like the lighting, everything the drama is playing for it to be an emotional moment and to elicit at a base level an emotional response. And that's what I'd say about that song is that it is like, it's just by the numbers like hype. Yeah, but that's exactly you know? why I don't like it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I respond to it because I am like a baby with sensory, <laughs> sense, just sensory things going on. And I was like, oh, this is quite nice. I think it fails though as a kind of epic, <laughs> as, a, as like an epic moment, it really doesn't work because... The thing we've already seen things that are more dramatic than escaping barrels. 
Yeah, no, that's the thing. It doesn't work. It's incongruous. Like the, the centipede monster yeah, and everything. Yeah, like you... Donkey Kong being the final villain is like that scene is so boring. It's also so visually dull because Donkey Kong is a visually dull landscape. If they were doing Donkey Kong on like an actual building, that would have been great fun. But the yeah, fact that it is good. just this like black background and these just red girders, it's nothing. It's 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 so dull. Mm. And they and they know this, so the barrels are on fire for the second part of the sequence to, <laughs> yes. to raise the stakes. Even though, like, it doesn't matter because, like, if you get hit by the barrel, you die in the same way as if you get hit by the fire <laughs> in the game, in the game world. Yeah, but he matter. learned that from The Last of Us that he needed to not follow patterns anymore me. and be afraid to die in order to <laughs> defeat Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> That's your dream, Donkey Kong, not mine. Oh god, this film. We haven't, I think, talked about just how bad Adam Sandler is in this movie. It was like kind of unbelievable, and like I haven't seen like because I, I watched um, Punch Drunk Love mm. quite recently, mm. and um, yeah, I'm sure it's come up before. But he was he's very good in he's it. He's very it's good. A very in good that movie. And it's and it's a very good film. But in this film, I, I maybe it's because he has like really baggy shorts on as well. But I just the whole time I'm just this isn't a person. This is just Adam Sandler. It's, like he seems like we said this again in the blended episode. But he's just seems so bored and like yeah. detached from the movie. He's just saying yeah. lines and not like he like knows the, he doesn't have to do anything the, else. The scene like where he's in the uh, the briefing room and he just starts like calling people names. Like Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, his own nephew. Play, play his own nephew. Um, uh, I think he calls him Blue Lagoon at one point. I think he well. also yeah. calls him Zac Efron. Yeah, it's all good references, isn't it? Fucking bullshit. Like, but like, like, <laughs> like that's like the height of his like energy in this movie, and it's so. I haven't. I actually haven't seen any of apart from Murder Mystery and One Hundred Percent Press. I haven't seen any of the other upcoming Sandler movies, and I have no idea. Yeah, well, Hubie. Oh yeah, Hubie. Well, H- Hubie and Murder Mystery. I actually think he's kind of tuned in for. I have no idea mm. what he's going to be like in Ridiculous Six or um, Sandy Wexler or the Do Over or the Week of, and I'm like. I'm curious if what, if anything, brings him back. You're in for a very good time. I can't wait. I think this is the first time, excluding Eight Crazy Nights, that we've had a film where Jackie Sandler's in more than one scene. Yeah. This is maybe her biggest role as the president's well, yeah, aide. Biggest, yeah, biggest in real life role. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because she plays the yeah. girl in Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, I think so. She has three lines did, on a shirt. Yeah. Did you um Right. Did you notice uh who played the robot? No. Only the director of Spotlight. <laughs> what? Tom McCarthy. What? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? That's not because he, Your mind is clearly Because degraded. he also directed The Cobbler starring Adam Sandler. Oh my fucking god. I produced... He was... He wrote The Station Agent. He directed The Station Agent. He directed... Right. <laughs> Fuck this. That... Yeah, that brings... Like... Why wasn't that in the trivia? Because <laughs> there's the Peter Dinklage connection as well. He's yeah. in The Wire. 
Um, yeah, Tom He's McCarthy is, uh, he, he, because he directs the Cobbler song, I was probably like, you want to come play, play a robot in my movie? Jesus Christ! He directs Win Win as yeah. well! I love that. 2015 one. is like the year he wins Best uh, Original Screenplay and Best Picture for Spotlight, and is also Jesus. in Pixels. Fuck this. Because, yeah, that is something we haven't gotten onto. Peter Dinklage, at this point, is like one of the hottest actors in the world. Yes. Right? He is universally loved. I've never seen Game of Thrones. I know. Also, Tom McCarthy directed the unaired pilot of Game of Thrones. Oh. Wow. And, okay. and was a consulting producer on an episode called Winter is Coming, which I believe is the first episode. Yes. Um, yes. I like Peter Dinklage. He's, like, I first saw him, I think most people first saw him in The Station Agent. I think I, I first school. saw him in Elf. In Elf? Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> What's that? Yeah, <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's me being like, oh, I forgot about Elf. <laughs> but yeah, like, The Station Agent is just such a wonderful little film. Yeah. Have either of you, both of you seen it? Yeah, it's very good. It's just very nice. And then, you know, I hadn't, I didn't see him for a long time. I didn't see Elf until, like, a couple of years ago. And then Game of Thrones comes He's along. He's very funny in Elf. I just, I don't remember him in Elf. I don't remember that. He is funny in Elf. He is funny in Elf. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) He is. He plays a guy who Will Ferrell thinks is an elf. And he kicks his ass, right? And he gets gets very annoyed about it. As one should. Mm. But yeah, then he's on top of the fucking... He can do anything. And he can do anything with all the goodwill that he gets from being Tyrion Lannister. And what does his agent get him? His agent gets him X-Men Days of Future Past. That's that's fine, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good film. That's fine. Pixels. Like, everybody's like a baddie in superhero movies. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> the Angry Birds movie. I mean, he... Now he gets three billboards. He's... He, fine. I don't remember him in three billboards. <laughs> I haven't seen three billboards. <laughs> I just know that it's like fine. Avengers Infinity. He's War. so bad in Avengers Infinity War. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I was like, who is he? Oh yes, he's, yes. He's I that giant dwarf. He's kind of doing Tyrion voice. He's though, speaking like this the whole time. Yeah, he's doing his Tyrion <laughs> it's, voice. He's it's doing Tyrion. really bad. Yeah. I don't um, know, I quite like in, it. I, he's in I Care A Lot, which is a movie that I wish I liked more. What is that? That's the Rosamund Pike movie. Oh, that, that one. I thought was really interesting to start with, and then sort of went off the boil. Yeah. Do um, you think he had good chemistry with Serena Williams? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think he did. Josh, why did you mess out that he was in The Boss? Because I don't know what The Boss is. It's a Melissa McCarthy comedy. Oh. No. Oh. (laughs) Is it directed by... Oh, it is directed directed by by her husband. husband, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. 
it's bad to know that like that yeah, is the reason to like avoid an actress's work is if she's being directed by her husband. Being directed by her husband? Oh no! Oh dear. Um, yeah, it's just it makes me sad. It makes me sad. Why did you miss do... out that he was in the Angriest Man in Brooklyn? Because I don't know what that playing, is. Playing uh, Robin Williams' brother. Oh, it's that. Oh, I don't know what that. Yeah, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> You is that to. no? It's not a good movie. I always think, is it the one where the son dies from wanking? But no, no, that's, that's uh, Father of the Year. Father of the Year. Well, no, it's not. It's, a, it's World's Greatest Dad. Father of the Year is a, is a Happy that's Madison a happy movie medicine. that we're going to watch soon. I watched yeah. the trailer for Father of the Year the other day, and I had no fucking clue what was happening. Perfect. Um, I can't wait. I, it's yeah, oh, it's a return to the world of David Spade. I love him. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I just. I just feel bad for Peter Dinklage. That's basically where I'm at. Is that? I but think you know what? I kind of see it like you don't want to. He's done Game of Thrones, which is this big thing. You don't want to keep putting him in these fantasy worlds where, like the the main point of his casting is his height. Like this film, it's, for all its yeah. faults, never picks on him for that. That's true. That is definitely that's true, and that's very unexpected as well. That is unexpected, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't in any way give it praise. No, for that. no, <laughs> we no, shouldn't in any not. way feel like. because yeah, obviously, but, like, I mean, the like, station this, agent. This, these films go. These films go for the easy jokes. They and do. It, this is the one time I'm like, oh look, they've shown some never, restraint. That's true. They never like. I don't think there are any fat jokes in this film. None that jumped to I mind. I can't think of any. I think like I, can't I think, think when of they're making racist. when they're making the um. I think, anything... I think the portrayal of the Pac Man creator is pretty racist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Also, yes. the fact the fact that the Pac Man creator was in the film means that he's <laughs> definitely seen it, and he's definitely seen that portrayal of himself. <laughs> Maybe he really likes it. <laughs> Maybe he wrote it. Maybe he's like, they got me spot on. They got me spot on. He is my son. There's another thing they they should have paid off as well. They they keep the character alive and he never has a reunion with Pac-Man. Because if Lady Lisa can be convinced to join the good guys, (laughs) why why couldn't Pac-Man's creator, his father, convince him to, to join the rebellion? This is Josh Gad's argument at the end of the film. Where Josh Gad is like, why does Cuba get to stay and I don't get to keep Lady Lisa? And then Cuba turns into Lady Lisa. So maybe if Pac-Man's creator was there, it's like, why does Cuba get to stay and I don't get to be reunited with my son? He would have turned into a giant Pac-Man. That's the thing. I wish the final shot was like, yeah, somewhere out in Japan, like in the wilderness of Japan, you just see like, the creator of Pac-Man riding on Pac-Man like Paul Atreides at the end of June on a sandworm <laughs> or something just majestically. You know? That would have been a nice final shot and you'd be like, oh, pixels. But instead it's, oh, Josh Gad fucked Cubit. Which also implies that Lady Lisa is a projection and that it, he's yeah. just... Oh, like, definitely. Like, it's only him that can see Lady Lisa, maybe. Oh, what? It's like Shallow How. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and like, <laughs> our perspective of the film is through Josh Gad. Well, that's, yeah, uh, that's the weird thing as well. Like, so, because these... They say what planet they're from. I can't remember what fucking planet they're from. 
who is a made up one. Um, Atari. But like they don't they don't they don't look like this. They're not they 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 made themselves look like this. Well they're beings of pure light. Maybe. That's what they say at one point. So actually this raises another question then. Thank God. Are the are the video game characters the aliens taking the form of video game characters to fight, or have they been created by the aliens to fight on their behalf, and we never actually see the aliens at any point during the film? That's a really good point. I think they are the aliens, because I think it's implied that Cuba is an alien. Is it implied mm. that King Kong is the leader of the aliens? It is, because they say, that's another thing, like they say they want to meet you. And when they meet you, it's just a game of, of Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> Yeah. Um it's it's very strange. What do we feel about the um the the deep fake videos in this? Again, who are they for? The eighties dads. The eighties dads, yeah, but like the kids aren't watching being like, Oh so cool, Hall and Oates. I did not recognise Hall and Oates. I wasn't like sure. I I was more concerned like the fact that they were on the SNL set. <laughs> Um, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't get it until uh, the one with curly hair showed up. Brian Cox says Hall and Oates, and that's what made me know it was Hall and Oates. That's what tipped you off. It's, um, a, it's a thinker. The Madonna one, I was just like, oh, that looks quite naturalistic. It looks quite good. Um, yeah, they, they were pretty well done. Did you like the um, Max Headroom 3D simulation? It's genuinely probably my favourite part of the movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Max Hedrum showing up because I love Max Hedrum. I've got yeah. the, I've got the DVD of the show. It's really fun because this um, is what modern films are. Hey, remember? Yeah, remember, remember that this? Thing? Remember that? I tell you what, Every though, it, it made it made me think like, oh, you should get uh, you should get Matt Frewer back to play a baddie in something because he's got such a great baddie voice. <laughs> like that, the Max yeah. Hedrum voice is is very threatening. Um, uh, and I would I would like to see like he actually came and did this that's the only I think 80s icon who turns up in the movie and it's Um, the only moment of real peril in the whole film (laughs) (laughs) there is real peril when a giant Max Hedrum head appears bring Max Hedrum back put it back on telly he'll be Uh, in Space Jam oh he'll be definitely somewhere in Space Jam a new legacy. He'll be getting beaten by the uh, Clockwork Orange crew in the background <laughs> of a shot somewhere. And then Batman will ride through. Everyone's talking about the, the Clockwork Orange thing. I'm obsessed with like um, like the characters from Whatever Happened to Baby Jane are in. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh... Josh, don't ask who it's for because the answer is me. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's for you, but like... You're, the thing is that I, for anyone who's out there looking at that trailer and being like, "Oh, I can't wait to go see this because the actors from what like Betty Crawford, no Joan Crawford and Betty Davis are in it, and the one from the devil, like you are better than this. And the mask, you don't need this. A oh, the version it. looking over the mask. You could just watch the original films and not go and sh- see the shit wrapper that it's being presented as, just so you can have a peek of Porky Pig. You're saying no. this now, but when you see uh, when you see the Pancake Bandit from Fortnite, I think you're going to change your tune. Oh it? fuck! I didn't know they were in it. <laughs> that's that's like the wildest thing about that movie is that like 
the main selling point to me would have just been that the Looney Tunes were in it. <laughs> like, yeah. I like the Looney Tunes. I don't need the extra stuff. But you can just picture, like, the production meeting where they're like, Looney Tunes, nah, they're not relevant anymore. We need to get every... What properties have you Well, got? yeah, we need to get Betty Davis and Joan Crawford in there. They're relevant. It's just any property, anything, anyone. Literally anything they have. Every let's, demographic. Let's model. But yeah. my, my only hope, and I don't have any real hopes for Space Jam 2, I do think it looks like it will be the worst film ever made, um, is that maybe they know and they will do it slightly ironically. But, oh yeah, um, they're just making a multi-million film ironically. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like they, they will. Well, that, that's essentially what the Lego movie is. Yeah, but it's like the Lego Movie. I re- I really like because it, do- it 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 does it both ways. It it does have that kind of like meta quality. Yeah, that's what I. That's, that's what I. It's I'm, like Scream. That's what I would. I don't hope. think they're making Scream. I don't think they're making Scream. I think the they're, only, I think they're making Bill and Ted is, Three. My only real hope is that like it's um it's Ryan Coogler is producing it, and <laughs> one would like yeah. think that he has a handle on something. Yeah, maybe, but maybe there'll be a really good wanna of Lola <laughs> funny doing a sick dunk. Nice. Oh shit, that'd be good. I would like that. Um, oh. Do we have anything more we want to say on Pixels? Yeah, Jamie, have you got any more questions? Um, I was enjoying the. Questions. Let's see. Let's have a look. <laughs> uh, one, one of my questions was just Josh Gad. What was he going for? <laughs> <laughs> Loud. That's a good question. Loud, loud, loud. Oh, God. It, it actually, just quickly, he reminded me of, you know when they get, like, Ryan Reynolds in a film, and it's a really bad film, but they're just like, Ryan Reynolds, do your Ryan Reynolds thing. Yeah. So he'll say bad. hilarious things like, um, well, I can't think of one because I'm not Ryan Reynolds. But I'm come Van out with, Wilder. <laughs> yeah, he'll come out with, like, some weird, crazy, super random one-liner, uh, and that's basically what Josh Gad was doing here. So... And just got, constantly. And just constantly. Yeah. That's true. I always thought, I remember when Josh Gad <laughs> sort of burst onto the scene before Book of Mormon, and I was just like, oh man, like, look at this low-rate Jonah Hill. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> he's a low-rate Ryan Reynolds. He is kind of a low-rate Jonah Hill, though. Like, you could see, like, a world in which Jonah Hill gets cast in that role. Yeah, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. <laughs> but actually, yeah, I'm glad that Josh Gad exists to protect Jonah Hill from having to take these roles. And Seth Rogen. Again, what was the what was the last thing Jonah Hill was in? Um, he directed that mid nineties yeah, movie. Mid nineties. Maniac. He was, uh, he was oh, yeah. going to be the Riddler. I think they. He was originally going to be the Riddler for the new uh, Batman really? thing. Yeah. Then they replaced him with now. Paul Dano. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the last thing, like, he was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. The last film he was in was. Oh, he was in The Beach Bum. Oh, The Beach Bum. Oh, he's really good in The Beach Bum. He is bum. good in The Beach Everyone's good in The Beach Everyone's Bum. Everyone's good in The Beach Bum. <laughs> and he's going to be in that Adam McKay movie that stars everyone. What is it? Is finances the film? No, it's uh, about uh, people trying to warn people that a meteor is going to destroy the Earth. 
oh, this is the end too. Is there going to be a scene where Margot Robbie explains climate change in a bathtub? No, but maybe Michael <laughs> Chiklis will do it because he's in it. <gasps> oh, I want that. It's got a, This film does have a wild cast, though. Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matthew Perry, Kate Blanchett. Oh, Blancer, that one! <laughs> Rob Morgan, Tyler Perry, nice. Ron Perlman, Meryl Streep, Chris Evans, Jonah Hill, Gina Gershon, Mark Rylance, Michael Chiklis, Ariana Grande, oh. Hamish Patel, Timothy Chalamet. It was all so good until you said Mark Rylance. Do you not like Mike Rylance? Fucking hate Mark Rylance. Okay. Hate him. <laughs> Why do you hate Mark Rylance? He does good. one thing. He does one thing, and it's walk around. I guess mumbling. he is in Ready Player One, which you. He is also in Ready Player One, <laughs> walking around mumbling, like in every other film. He's Bridge of Spies. The oh, he's a spy. Let's mumble. Ready Player One. I mean, isn't he? he just walks around. He just walks around. And he mumbles. I like him. That's it. I liked Fine. him in the trial of Chicago Seven. Ah, oh, any other questions? I enjoy the questions; they're good. I think just the ultimate question was, "How did the cheap codes work?" That is the big one, isn't it? We may never know. Yeah, that was my main. That was the main thing I was confused about. I just, mm. I think, I, I think the main thing I was confused about was just it felt like so many things were established or were set up that were supposed <laughs> to happen that just didn't. Mm. Mm. I don't know if there's some production thing where like loads of stuff got changed or or whatever, but or if it's just a case of throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. I which think that sounds probably a little bit more likely. That sounds extremely likely that they were just like, well, if we start all these threads, we only they won't remember. Well, like, <laughs> they won't remember. Yeah, yeah. Pay off one of them. I wonder if the guy who made the short film is is pleased with what it got turned into. Probably pleased that they're attached as a producer. Yeah, probably pleased he has money. Get money. Yeah, I just yeah. yeah, it's it's an odd one because as I say, there are like there are elements of it that I'm just like, oh well, at least it's more engaging than some of the movies we've had to watch. But at the same time, it's still very bad. Ah, mm. uh, do we have? Uh, uh, do we want to hear what awards it was oh, nominated yeah. for? Yeah, though? go on. Yeah. This is a weird awards list. I'm not entirely sure these are all entirely correct, but we'll try. Okay. What, uh, did it win Oscar for Best Picture? <laughs> well, it was nominated at the Casting Society of America, USA, right. for Outstanding Achievement in Casting. Hold on. Pac-Man. For an animated feature. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, where it uh, it was nominated against Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast, The Good mm. Dinosaur, and the mm. winner, Inside Out. Mm. I mean, there will definitely there's definitely animation casting in it. You have to cast who's going to voice Cubert. I also hate yeah. that Cubert speaks in this movie. Yeah, it's extremely bad. I I I wanted them to like you know. There's the bit where the little speech mark comes out of it. Yeah. And it's just like exclamation marks or whatever. It would have been fun, but I guess then you couldn't have him do exposition. <laughs> That's it. That's the thing. Like they, they pro- there's the bit where, oh, the bit where Michelle Monaghan shows up at the ball. And yeah. She's and Soundless sees her, and then it pans to her kid, being like, "Hey," and then it pans to Cuba wearing a tux, 
<laughs> and it was such a weird shot because it was like A, look at sexy Michelle Monaghan and then B, look, B, at, her look kids, at her kids and C, look at this diarrhea we've got going <laughs> over here. It was good stuff. I, think, I uh, feel like the main role of her son is to allow him to get with her. Like there's so many moments mm. where the son is like my mum really my likes mom. you. Like, yeah, the son is like the mom, hype man. Man. Yeah, you should fuck my mum. Yeah. God. I think it'd just be really nice if you fucked my mum. This was um, this was also nominated at the Golden Schmoes Awards right. for worst movie of the year. Brilliant. Um, nominated against Terminator Genesis, which is the yeah. only Terminator movie I haven't watched. I worked on that one. You remember that one? I remember that one. I definitely worked on that. Uh, also nominated against Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, uh, Jupiter Ascending, which, fuck you, that's oh. never going to be the worst movie of the year. No, it's great. Um, and Another Sean Bean film. Another <laughs> Sean Bean film. Uh, and the winner is Fantastic Four, which is a truly dreadful movie. Mm. Um, this is nominated at the... Golden Trailer Awards. Mm. Um, I don't really understand what this award is because it just says it won the Golden Fleece Award. Um, um, won... something, something. Uh, the Golden Fleece Award. According to this, it won it twice. Um, <laughs> uh, against Gods of Egypt, Hitman, Agent Forty Seven. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and The Last Witch Hunter. So, Esteemed company. Yeah. Whatever that is. I mean, like, is it one of these things where it's like good trailer for bad movie or something like that? Uh, It could be. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, probably. Right? Maybe. I'm not entirely sure what, like, the Golden Fleece is supposed to be. I guess it's, like, to fleece people. Oh, yeah. Rather than an Argonauts thing. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, this wins uh, Worst Picture at the Houston Film Critics Society. Houston oh, Film nice. Critics Society often gives the Happy Madison film the worst feature. It's because they hate them from Connecticut. <laughs> um, it was nominated against Aloha, Fantastic Four, Mordecai, and The Boy Next Door. Has anyone mm. seen Mordecai? No, no one has. It's the film where Johnny Depp has a moustache. What a concept. <laughs> uh... I think Pixels is better than Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think Pixels is better than Fantastic Four. Like, I don't want to say it's good, and I'm comparing <laughs> it, and I'm comparing it to one of the worst films ever made. But it's not, it's not that bad. I completely agree. Like, I think Fantastic Four is just utter trash disaster. This is like, bleh. This is bad, but it's not fundamentally broken in in a cinematic sense. Mm. It's not everything I hate about cinema. It's just a lot of things I hate about cinema. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very, actually, it's very mean. It's very mean, isn't it? It's a very mean film. I guess that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a, a Happy, Happy Madison, Madison thing. <laughs> that's a stalwart of the Happy Madison movies. Yeah. Um, this was nominated... There was one at the Odyssey Awards. Uh, worst acting performance for Adam Sandler. That's good. <laughs> This is an interesting lineup of 
uh, Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades of Grey, mm. Johnny Depp for Mordecai, mm. Jai Courtney for Terminator Genesis. And here's a performance I haven't thought about in since like I saw it, and it is a truly bad one. Vincent D'Onofrio in Jurassic World. Ooh, yeah, that was a bad one. I don't even remember him in that film. He's like the bad man who wants to like turn the dinosaurs into like a corporate asset or something. So Chris Pratt is the nice dinosaur wrangler and he's the evil dinosaur wrangler. Right, okay, I I see. I feel like he has like a little too southern accent. (laughs) Oh, he's doing Kenneth Branagh in Wild Wild West. Something like that. Yeah. I love that film. Uh, but of course, we always remember that the teens are the real <gasps> choosers. The teens know what's up. And the teens chose this. Well, they didn't. They chose it as a nominee <laughs> for Choice Summer Movie Star Male. Uh, Adam Sandler nominated against a great, li- li- great lineup of people. Um, Dwayne Johnson for San Andreas. Oh, Chris Pratt for Jurassic World. Oh, Paul Rudd for Ant Man. Yeah. Nat, Nat Wolf for Paper Towns. Mm. And uh, the winner, well deserved winner, Channing Tatum for Magic Mike XXL. Fuck yes! I think the teens were like all over Magic Mike XXL. They should be. That felt like that film is like the antithesis of every Happy Mad. Like he was saying, this is a mean film. Magic Mike XXL is just like it's pure joy for two hours. Magic Mike XXL is like your summertime meme as a movie. Yeah, like they're just going around vibing. Like nothing bad happens. It's just nice. It's White Boy Summer the movie. It's White Boy Summer the movie, and that's what we all need. Um, this last one is the one that I'm like definitely. There's been some sort of error here, because this, uh, according to IMDb, this one best actress in a TV commercial, age 12, <laughs> at the Joey Awards in Vancouver, Okay, for actress Alex Hook, who isn't in Pixels. Okay, well, to... that's, obviously a, that's obviously a broken link, isn't it? That's what that is. I don't know. I like the idea that they just gave... Maybe she was in a commercial for it. Yeah. Maybe she was in that beer commercial. Maybe she was in that beer... If I tell you it's a beer commercial, it's a bloody beer commercial. (laughs) I like clicked on this. I'm just like, why is this... Why did this win an award for Best Actress in a TV commercial age 12? Maybe it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, for launch weekend, they have the people coming out the previews and they interview them and they're like, oh yeah, I loved it. Pixels, so fun. I had to film some of those ones. Did you? For uh, the Maze Runner 2 and I got told to stop doing it because we weren't getting good enough responses. <laughs> oh, awkward. This one, one guy just said, best thing ever. I was in one of those commercials once. Were you? What I for? Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> what was your, what was your yeah. quote? What was your, uh, what was your response? Uh... I think I said, like, you'll see things you've never seen before. That's good and vague. (laughs) That's good and vague. (laughs) 
that that's them's them's the awards. Oh, very good. Uh, do good we have team. MVPs and LVPs? My MVP is a tie. <laughs> it's, is it's, is it a tie that Sandler wears during the movie? Yes, it's no. He doesn't wear a tie because he's a good time uh, guy. It's Brian Cox's tie. Brian Cox has a tie. No, it's a tie. It's technically a three-way. Well, it's technically four, but right, okay. It's so the Cuba three-way at the end. It's the Cuba three-way. So the first MVP, we mentioned it earlier, it's the Good Charlotte and Waka Flocka Flame song. Because <laughs> I just thought it was so good. Like, it's so hype. And it's like... Yeah, there's a lot of films coming out around this time that kind of have like a tie-in song for the credits. And also do that kind of like credits thing where it recaps what the story is through some sort of strange animation. Like I feel like yeah. the Lego movie had both things as well. Yeah, it had a Wreck-It Ralph song. does the exact same thing. Wreck-It Ralph as this. has exactly the same thing. I don't know, I just thought it was quite a nice song and uh, it's, it's a bit hype. <laughs> uh, that's it. And that's one half. The other half I also mentioned earlier, I didn't want to, but we got round to it, is Dan Aykroyd's agent for getting in the Crystal Skull <laughs> vodka, getting that sweet product placement. And you're right, it's I love it's you said we my... mentioned this earlier, like, like, but I didn't want to. You were the person who brought... You're the only one who noticed it and the only person who brought it well, up. Well, you... Yeah. But it was that we were talking about Dan Aykroyd. You could have kept like, it. Well, you I have to say it now. It. No, you don't. No, I could have I kept it. Well, I didn't want anyone else to say it in case they were going to... <laughs> I'm proud um, yeah I think that's it so it's a four way it's Good Charlotte Waka Flocka Flame Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull Vodka and Dan Aykroyd's Agent have How you about tried you? the Crystal Skull Vodka? no it's yeah. really expensive maybe that's your next birthday present <laughs> <laughs> who's your MVP Jack? Uh, my MVP is Digital Domain and Sony Pictures Image Works just because I thought the special <laughs> effects in this were quite nice. Oh, that's good. Like, it's the first time in any of these movies where I'm just like, oh, yeah, it looks all right. <laughs> I see, yeah, that's something, that's something just good. to, like, obviously, like, this is directed by Chris Columbus. Yeah. Someone who, you know, he's he's got a quite a good run. Does he bring anything to directing this? Like, could this not have just been directed by... Frank Karachi. Um, I, maybe it's my. Well, I was going to say maybe it's like they didn't trust any of them with a big enough bud with a big budget, but that's not true because they have trusted the them set, with bigger yeah. budgets. Dennis before. Dugan directs. Uh, you know, you don't mess with the Zohan at ninety mil. Maybe, maybe it is that this is a lot more intricate and it's a lot more like compared to you don't mess with the Zohan, which I think had a lot more like practical effects. Mm. This is like you need a director who knows how to direct people if they're acting against nothing, you know? This film kind of put Columbus in movie jail for five years. Well, good. Um, and then he came back and did The Christmas Chronicles 2. Fun films. And he's got the Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming. I've already seen that. It's not Willy's Wonderland. No. <laughs> um, he loves video games. Bloody loves video games. He loves video games. And colonialism, but yes, my um, my MVP is the special effects, just because it was the thing that kept me most interested in the movie. Yeah, Jamie, do you yeah. do you have an MVP for this motion picture? My MVP was 
the child actor who plays young Peter Dinklage. <laughs> he's actually he was actually really good. He was only in it he's for about good. only in it for about two minutes, but he was so much better than Peter Dinklage. And he's doing an impression of Peter Dinklage, and you know what Peter Dinklage performance it's going to be before he appears because the, yeah. he does a really good impression of Peter Dinklage's sort of like. I don't know what you call it. His cadence, maybe. Yeah, yeah. fuck. That's such a good shout. This is yeah. The... He get like his weird accent as well because he's doing a strange thing. This yeah. is the best young performance we've had since that uh, Tim Hurley he played young Richard Griffiths <laughs> in bedtime stories. Oh, we didn't mention Tim Hurley. He's back in this film. Is he? Yeah, he's in the he's in the he's the one who's excited about the sandwiches. Oh, that's right, and um. Uh, Apparently Alan Cova's in it, but I didn't notice him. Is he in the background? I think he, he plays, shouts He it. plays aggressive civilian. Yes, he shouts. I wondered if it was him. He shouts at Kevin James when he's coming out of the the bar that him and Adam Sandler are in for some reason. Uh, when Sandler's like, you can't shut all the libraries. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one, uh, Robert Smigel is uh the journalist who tries to oh dan uh, dan dan the journalist they all like go dan dan fuck you yeah in the scene that i was like this feels like the this feels like such a pro bush scene (laughs) but it's like hey don't try and outsmart the president you dick he's the president his best oh fuck it's all a 9-11 allegory (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh no that's what we're at isn't it fuck it's like oh yeah don't take the piss out of Giuliani for sweating shit out of his forehead he saved us from 9-11 this is uh, it's like Cloverfield it's like Cloverfield <laughs> oh god Josh do you have an LVP um I can't I mean I think this is where I, I do. <laughs> my my LVP is uh, geek culture, but I think this is where I was going to lead like lead into the the massive go I had at Ready Player Oneing earlier. So it's basically that again. Like I'm just I'm sick of it, especially at this point where it's kind of like like you can make an argument that like geek culture was like kind of exciting in like the early noughties because it kind of felt like oh people are getting interested in these properties that were once like the mainstay of like just geeks and then it's just like at a certain point geeks won and just became this really horrible toxic yeah awful area of the internet and of culture where everything has to pander to them now otherwise they will racially abuse people in ghostbusters or like like it's just shit and this just feeds into that of just being like oh remember that like just fucking throwing them images and being like look look this this good this thing buy ticket or can i can i say don't shoot school can i say that my lvp is is similar yeah uh my lvp is nostalgia (laughs) (laughs) the pain from an old wound um uh my l i um i have things i'm nostalgic for 
Um, no. Well, that's 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 one of my reasons to hate nostalgia <laughs> is because people mix nostalgia with thinking that something is genuinely good. Um, yeah. What as opposed to something you watched? I don't as see a why. That, I don't see why that's got to do with Hook though. <laughs> um, there's there's definitely a big gulf in what is actually it's like uh, the same can I think can be said for the Goonies um, yes which I imagine or, Chris Columbus is involved with in some way or one that I didn't watch until I was an adult and was like why does everyone love this E.T. oh yeah fuck you E.T. is great though E.T. Um, no it isn't no, no E.T. is genuinely a no, you're wrong, beautiful guys. film <laughs> E.T. <laughs> e. is like is, 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 is a spectacular movie um no. uh uh, hook is not um <laughs> it's not a tit for tat i'm just saying if you very few people in the world will have seen et the way i did which is as an adult for the first time but it's just not good no et is a beautiful movie that touches on a lot of like things that yeah i'm sure it is home. if you saw it when you were a child no 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 <laughs> because no, you're, again you're like so uh, wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> because also like E.T. was beloved by like adults when it came out. Like Hook yeah, was beloved, never, yeah, but like Hook it's was easy beloved get, by nobody when it came out. Yeah, but it's out. easy to get beloved it's easy to be beloved if like you're the first time anyone's seen anything happen ever. Like, you know, it's like oh people were scared of the train when it was coming towards the screen. Like people hadn't seen anything that looks like an alien it's on true. film. Everybody had seen shit Peter Pan movies. <laughs> Fine. Um, no, E.T. is a beautiful movie, Joshua. Yeah, whatever. But yes, my my theory is just shit wasn't always great. We don't like some things. We moved on from for a reason. We don't need to keep relitigating Pac-Man and Centipede and Galaga and Asteroids. Like, yeah, they're kind of fun. Like, it's oh, it's great fun when you like. Oh, look, they've like released a version of Asteroids that I get free on my phone. That's about as much nostalgia that you should get from something like that. Mm. You shouldn't have to make a fucking movie about it. <laughs> like, mm. it's just. I'd like uh, to see a film where it's like the world gets uh, invaded by aliens as video games, but it is like Joel from The Last of Us. <laughs> or like, or like uh, yeah, Kratos yeah. from the God of War, from the new God of War. You know that'd I be f- good. I, I don't know, Josh. I feel like that's very in your Ready Player One. Tomb Raider. Um, yeah, like, I don't. I don't need to see the fucking dog from Duck Hunt. I got. I, I hated him when I was a kid. I hate him now. More like um, Duck Cunt. <laughs> give you a nice space to edit that <laughs> no that's staying in that's the name of the episode now it's not pixels it's just like why why do we like why do we have to keep going back to the and this is like something just like Sandler is so obsessed with the 80s like mm. he fucking like 80s and basketball is mm. his bread and butter as someone who didn't live through the 80s in any way shape or form I've got no interest in it. <laughs> no, um, I couldn't watch Stranger Things. I couldn't. I could. I, I watched two episodes of it. and I was like, I like things that this is referring to. I'd rather just watch those. And it's the same thing here. If I'm gonna watch this, like, I'd rather I'd rather watch a Pac-Man cartoon from the '80s. If I'm gonna do this, Christ. I've got no interest in watching like the just fucking the world of the '80s through Adam Sandler's eyes. Mm delete <laughs> I get you that's a good point 
Oh, Jamie, Jamie, do you have an LVP? LVP? Do you hate something? I'm still reeling from that ET take, to be honest. <laughs> Josh but, uh, can be Josh can be your LVP if you want him to. If you well, want, it was gonna it was gonna be Obama for losing to Kevin James. <laughs> but but um, I don't know that ET take. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I just I don't know. I know the film is about aliens invading and all this kind of stuff, but I, I need to know how we, how Kevin James won. I know. Like, Show us the and that's what I said. I want this, to see this, this campaign is, trail. Like, there's this, you know, the narrative around like voter fraud and all this kind of stuff. There's a film there. <laughs> there is a film. Oh my god! Is it? What's that film called? The campaign? Oh god, that film. Oh, is that <laughs> yeah. the Will Ferrell one where he punches yeah. Will, the Ferrell. Will Ferrell and Zach at Galifianakis? Galifianakis. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could be this film. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't want that. I saw it. It's not good. Mm. But yeah, that's a really good point. I do want to know what what his campaign. I mean, he's obviously a Republican be, because he, he beat Obama. But he didn't beat Obama. He did. No, he. It's never implied that he beat Obama. But because this what film year is, is the set in? This film is 2015. That it comes yes. out. So I would imagine this film is set a bit in the future. Well, a year in the future. No. Where um. Uh, so uh, Kevin James is essentially the Trump figure. No, I say it's set in the past. I say it's set in the past. It's definitely not set in the past because of the nostalgia. Twenty twelve. I reckon this is set in twenty twelve. Well, he's playing The Last of Us, so I'm 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 assuming it's around that sort of time, right? I don't know. That kid might have come to the last. Who knows how many? Actually, LVP should be that child's mother for allowing him (laughs) to play The Last of Us. He says he's okay with it, though. Cuba is the one who is. Is that when Cuba pisses himself? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's like Cuba shit. No, Cuba pisses himself when he sees Donkey Kong. Apologies, but he does do something. He just he's just he's scared. scared. Yeah. yeah, that's when Cuba can't talk, and you're more fond of him. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good choice. Like, yeah, I would like to see. I I think he beat Obama in this world because he's been in situ for a few years at this point, you know, mm. and he and he's obviously making. It's, it's hard to tell if he's a if he's a first term president or a lame duck president. You know, it's difficult. Oh, he's definitely first term. This is he yeah. is playing Bush during nine eleven. Like you are right. This is a nine eleven. It's a nine eleven film. This is United ninety pixels. United Artari. Oh yeah. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he does. He does. It's it's also implied that he offers Serena Williams an island to sleep with Peter Dinklage. Is it? <laughs> it's not implied. It's said. Oh, <laughs> game on! I like that that song Marcus. starts playing after the film says "game over." Yes, <laughs> game. I didn't over. like that. That was how they said the end because I was like, "Game over" means we lost. They died. <laughs> not necessarily. You could beat the game, and it'd say "game over." That, no, it doesn't say "game over" when you beat the game. It says "game over." It should just, uh, yeah, come up Dark Souls, you died. That's the end of this film. It should just have a kill screen at the end. If oh, they really nice. knew about their video game history. Yeah, um, true. No, are no. the Cubits, are the baby Cubits the final shot? Yeah. Okay. That's I'm... an LVP. Yeah. <laughs> One of the baby cubes. Yeah, the ba- well, just, uh, just that final shot. Again, 
they clearly were just they thought of this like two weeks after finished filming and didn't have anyone back. So it's just mm. like, oh well, um, we'll just film this and have Josh Gad do a voiceover. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on to chat about Pixels. Yes, thank you. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm, I, th- I feel like my gaming knowledge came up a lot, and we, we really <laughs> we really got the most out of it. So, uh... oh god, is there sorry. anything you want to say gaming wise about the film? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Actually, yes. well, where does this where does this go in a sort of um, video game films are notoriously awful? Yeah, where is this in the in the roster? Oh, that's a good. That's good. So I I like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh yeah, same. As someone who just watched Blue Velvet earlier today, but I thought you said like you Dennis hated Hopper. nostalgia. Uh, no, I just genuinely think that's quite a good movie. That's from the people who made Max Headroom. Of course, yeah. I like it. That's yeah. quite interesting. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's yeah. some interesting stuff in that movie. I don't think that's my nostalgia. Fair I think, enough. I think there's like bad stuff in that movie as well. But like people complain about, like, oh, it's stupid. It's called Mario Mario. I'm like, no, nah, that's kind of funny because <laughs> they're the Mario brothers. So his name is Mario Mario, and the other one's Luigi Mario. Luigi Mario. <laughs> this is good shit. Um, I don't um... know, like. It's probably like on a par with like the original Lara Croft Tomb Raider movie. That's a pretty garbage movie. That's a good call. The second one or the first one? Because the second I don't one... think I saw the second one. Mm. The Cradle of Life. <laughs> That's right. Which one's Daniel Craig in? The first one. He's in the first one, right? Yeah. Is Gerard Butler in the second one? Yes. Nice. <laughs> Gerard Butler, Kieran Hines. Of course, Chris Kieran. Barry, That's the thing. Weird thing with like these like video game movies is they always get like the same British actors to be in them. <laughs> like I feel mm. like Kieran Hines is in a lot of them. He's definitely in like Hitman, one of the Hitman movies. Is he Hitman? Yeah, I don't know why they always like fill them out with like just just generic British talent. Money. Assa- mm. I feel like he's probably in Assassin's Creed. Um, oh, he could be. Oh yeah, I forgot that existed. I never saw that one. I know people don't like it. No, um, I haven't seen it. it. Looks terrible. What other what other video game movies? Are I mean, like, I guess in a way it's more comparable to Wreck It Ralph because it's mm. similar. Yeah, like, or maybe like a Detective Pikachu. That's De- Detective stuff, Pikachu's it? better, but it's still not good. I haven't seen that. I forgot that was a video game movie. <laughs> yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. I guess that also counts. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's not a good to... movie. Rampage. Oh, Rampage is shit. But I guess, um, I guess it's a similar era that it's evoking. Yeah, exactly. Of video games. I think Pixels is almost as good as the new Mortal Kombat. Oh, I still haven't watched that. I kind of want to watch that. Same. It's it's not good. <laughs> I, and yet I still want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really not good. Yeah, the more you say that, the more I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will um, watch it at some point. At some point. The original War Combat movie is kind of fun. Maybe Paul W. S. Anderson should have made this. Maybe then we would have got a good Shit. film. Shit! <laughs> Fuck! Can you imagine? I mean, he's a better fit than Chris Columbus, right? Chris Columbus' his statement was like he felt like it would be a chance to make like an old-fashioned Amblin movie, 
So you know, Josh, you were right. He wants to make Hook. He wants to make Hook. No, or E.T. Nah, E.T.'s good, though. (laughs) Yeah, fine. I quite like the original Resident Evil film. I like that bit with the the bit everyone likes in that movie, the laser grid. Oh, I like that. And I like, you're all going to die down there. That's very good. (laughs) I like the bit where she uh, kicks a dog in the face after jumping off a wall. That bit was good. That was good stuff. There, are there any other ones? I don't know. I never saw Dead or Alive. <laughs> oh, that was bad. And that had um, sunglasses with cheat codes in. Oh, fuck. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just like this movie. Yeah. I saw <laughs> Doom at the cinema. <laughs> I never saw House of the Dead. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Nice. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Oh, no, no. Thank you so much for coming on. It's... Uh, it's always good to talk video games. It is. As a big gamer, Jack. Huge gamer. PS5, bro. Jamie, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no. <laughs> Do you want your Twitter? Uh, sure. It's uh, Jamie, Jamieist Levitt. At Jamieist Levitt. There you go. Josh, how can people find you on this podcast? Oh, yeah. If they want to find me. They can find me at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at Papsby. Rhymes with J. Edgar. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, anything else like that. How about you, Jack? You can find me at JFG in Digital 3D across various platforms such as Blinkbox, um, uh, uh, Mumfinder, uh, uh, The Iggy Room, and of course, uh, phone spot. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Are these real things? No, it's Blink- a fun thing. Blinkbox was a thing for a while. <laughs> I think it was where you rented movies. It is where you rent movies, yeah. And then it became Britbox. God, my plug was fucking cool. awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> You're nice. You fuck your Twitter. Actually, uh, Blinkbox didn't become Britbox. Britbox. It became no, it became thing. Talk Talk TV Star. Oh fuck off! <laughs> and if you want to follow the podcast, which I'm sure you do, it's at True Hat Mad, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can also send us a cheeky little email, TrueHatMad at gmail dot com. And as always, leave us a rating and a review, and we'll read them out. Do we, we have promise. any reviews this week? No. <laughs> no, of course we haven't. Oh. No one gets to this point. If you have got to this point, listeners, give us a rating and a review. Five is good, six is better, seven, eight, nine. That's that's the joke you made last week. I've made it so many weeks in a row. <laughs> like, literally oh, every I just week. don't usually listen. You don't oh. listen. I'm too busy thinking up other social media names. Yeah. <laughs> Well, nice. This was good. Thank you so much again, Jamie, for subjecting yourself to this film. Well, I was planning on watching it anyway, so... You made a a good choice. What a sad little life. Next week, join us again where we'll be discussing uh, the first of the Happy Madison Netflix movies. We'll see if Josh is allowed to talk. Um... (laughs) That's right. It's the ridiculous six. Way.
The Chronicles uh, of Ridiculous. Oh man, I just saw what the Rotten Tomatoes score for Ridiculous Six is. It's not good. It's not good. Is it's it a, six? Nope. It it couldn't be lower. <laughs> Five. It's our it's our first zero percent film next Ooh. week. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. We had a one percenter with the Master of Disguise. So now we're zero. down to zero. <laughs> But it's not the only 0% film we'll be covering in the next few weeks, so that's thank good. Thank God, thank God. I adore using my time constructed. Hey, at least it's only two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die. Actually, uh, yeah, it's, I, I actually just guessed that. It is a full 120 minutes. No. <laughs> oh, crap. <sighs> Crapping hell, why did we do this? Okay, um... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jamie, so much for joining us. And as always, our horror shit. Very good. Roboticized version of it, like if it was a pixel. I don't know. Bye. 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 Bye.